This podcast replay is brought to you by KSDT CPA, one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDT CPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit them at KSDTCPA.com or call 305-670-3370. Oh, good morning, boys and girls. It's a beautiful Friday. Polygon is exploding. Up to a dollar forty-seven. Oh yeah, baby! It's a it's a crypto morning. Yeah, and and listen, I I told you guys yesterday, right? Don't buy parabolic. Wait, there'll be consolidation. There'll be capitulation. And sure enough, it happened yesterday, and it went into the high twenty-threes. Now I think it's crossing back over to twenty-four thousand Bitcoin. I think it's going to go to twenty-five today. Maybe even 26 over the weekend. We shall see, baby. I am as bullish as it gets right now. But uh, yeah, good stuff, man. As uh, We got uh, a beautiful Crypto Friday. Crypto's helping me get through this uh, week basketball and hockey season that we're going through. Although, Panthers won last night. They kicked the capital, the Crapitals' ass last night, 6-3. to three. That was good, dude. That was a good game last night. I, I enjoyed that. That was that one kind of made me feel. Okay, am I too much to? What, uh, how is it? And now is it? Now am I going? There we go. Okay. Hey, you know, you got this thing. Like I, I, I got to like. I'm sitting next to you pretty much already, and we've got like this big ass table. I'm supposed to be on the other side. Damn. All right. So here we go. So now we're set. We're kind of set. Tax season is here. There you go. I like it. I like it. Scan now, baby. Scan it. Eugenio and Allen put that one together and sent it over to me. There you go. Good. I like it. I like it. We need it. So there you go. If you got to do your taxes, uh, I know we're doing our our personal and business taxes, you know, because we, we got a business here on the big O radio show. And so KSDT is handling our, our business and our personal taxes and crypto. Although uh, crypto is going to help me a lot this year in taxes. It, no, no, it's going to help me because I, I, I took... Did it hurt you at I, all last year? Yeah, yeah. I took a, I took a, but I took a real beating here in 2022 mm-hmm. because all I did was buy and hodl all year. And then you have the services that you pay, you know... Two percent, three percent—that's your losses right there. I didn't lose, as in selling. Didn't sell off. Yeah, I didn't remember. You don't make or lose mm-hmm. until you actually sell. So I hodled only. I I only hodl, and so but but throughout the year, as you hodl, you're losing money because you're paying a service fee. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that that'll help me in my taxes taking taking a beating. Now maybe in a year and a half from now, hopefully I'm taking profits. Uh, then gotcha. Okay. Then the government will be collecting from my no, ass. I wasn't even, I'm thinking 23, not 20. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I was like. Uh, yeah, yeah, because the last 14 months has been, 15 yeah. months has been like a bear market. And now we're kind of getting, now we're coming out of it. I'm pretty sure we're coming out of it now. Uh, a lot earlier than I expected. I thought it was going to be the second half of this year. And so it's just crazy stuff, man. Anyway. Ray Sosa says, credit to you, Big O, for finding stuff to talk about these days outside of Vic coming to Miami. There's nothing to talk about. The Heat and Panthers have been so mediocre, hard to watch, and hard to get you to get excited about them and talk about them and all that stuff. You know what I mean? 
That's why I haven't even brought on, you know, we had Dork on for the first time this season, and I haven't even brought on George yet. Uh, and I'm sure I will eventually as we get closer, hopefully, to the playoffs that we're there. But it's just like, what am I going to do? Call him? Like, what did I do yesterday to David? I just beat up the Panthers uh, for David. And that's kind of, that's all you can do right now. There's nothing to praise. There's nothing to praise about the Heat either. You know, it's, it's tough, man. It's not, a, it's not an easy time uh, to do a sports talk show. But, hey, man, we'll get through it. We'll, we'll talk sports. We'll talk life. We'll talk crypto. We'll talk music. You know, we'll get we'll get through it all. And I'm I'm starting to think that I got to start doing a crypto show at least three, four times a week now. Starting to think about that instead of just, you know, tomorrow at one o'clock will be our crypto show. Uh, Saturdays at one I'm trying to do. But I, I'm, I'm starting to think that we we need to start doing a, a daily show most and and, uh, you know, a short one, 20 minutes, half hour, something like that. Although knowing me, I can just keep rattling and talking and and. Before I know it, it's a two-hour uh, show, and like, oh wow, you know, like this, this Saturday, this past Saturday, I, I did a show. It was forty-seven minutes long. I was like, holy crap! I talked for forty. I didn't even realize that it was actually uh, the, you know, the uh, that long. Nelson says, Orlando, the other day you were saying how Fangio helped the Eagles really didn't accomplish much. Well, he helped the offense. The offense scored thirty-five points. The most KC had scored. Uh, well, they scored eleven in the second half, my brother. When it counted, I'm just saying, you know, that's uh, it, it's kind of like uh, the Chargers with Herbert. They scored 30 something. Yeah, well, they scored three in the second half. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it depends on how you want to look at it. You know, you, you got to turn it on. See, the, the, the Chiefs had a bad first half and then they turned it on in the second half. Offensively and defensively. OK, and they still didn't get a sack. So, I don't know. Fangio didn't help him in getting any sacks. It would have helped if they could actually pressure Mahomes. And I know they said that he was there to help also the offense, but, I mean, I saw the interview with the defensive coordinator praising, you know, the help he gets from Fangio. So, I don't know. Spin however you want. I'm, I'm going to look at 11 points in the second half. When they needed you to score points, you didn't score points. And, you know. So that's uh, we'll, we'll agree to disagree on that one, Nelson. Uh, let's see. Don't overdo it. Oh, got to keep that voice going, sir. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But I think the crypto thing, I think it's a show that can grow a lot. I think we can grow a lot. And um, one of the reasons why I'm also, you know, in a, in a way, it's kind of like sports. We get too much FUD in sports. We get too many people talking crap in sports that don't know what the hell they're talking about, and then they throw irresponsible things out there. And so usually I kind of find myself having to correct all that crap out there and bring you guys off the ledge, okay? Whether it's Fangio or, oh my God, we got a, a um, like some guy told me, you know, a week ago or a week and a half, oh, they've... You know, once these guys start negotiating new deals, two is going to want a new deal. They better hurry up and tag him. I'm like, yo, relax, dude. I don't know where you're listening to this crap from, but they don't need to tag. They don't need to rush anything. Two has zero leverage. Hertz has leverage. Burrow has leverage. Tua has no leverage. Relax. That, these are the, the, the FUD things that we got. The Lamar Jackson crap. You know, they would never, they're not even thinking about Lamar Jackson. 
even if they had the draft capital to trade, they'd be using it to improve the team. But you would have others tell you, well, no, they can't think of Lamar because they don't have the, the ammo. No, dude, they don't think Lamar because they don't want Lamar. But you want to spread FUD. And so in a way, I, I want to do that with crypto because there's a lot of FUD, right? I get some of you out there, and, and listen, you're stupid on crypto because you listen to stupid people. And then you repeat, it's not your fault. Your ignorance is not your fault. You know what I mean? It's like, well, oh, there's something wrong with crypto. No, dude, there's nothing wrong with crypto. FTX has nothing to do with crypto. Celsius has nothing to do with crypto. Three Arrows Capital has nothing to do with crypto. These are exchanges and DeFi platforms. Crypto is fine. Nothing's wrong with Matic. Nothing's wrong with Bitcoin. Nothing's wrong with Cardano. They didn't split Ethereum. They, you know, none of this crap that happens in the real financial world and all the FUD that they do. You know what I'm saying? That, that's the kind of, no. And that, that, to me, that's what I need to do. I need to bring in a little bit of, you know, logic to all of this and balance. So when those of you out, and I get it. Listen, those of you that don't follow crypto, don't know anything about it, you still listen to some idiot on MSNBC because you think he's on MSNBC and I'm some schmuck on a platform. So you think I don't know. And just because it says MSNBC, you think that that person knows, which it's not true. But whatever, that's fine. You know, but I try to explain it to people, right? And, and so I think for football and for basketball or for baseball or for sports, period, in general here in town, I try to keep it a little more level-headed than most. And yeah, I'm critical, but if I'm critical, it's because you probably deserve it. And, and I make a case and I show you why and I tell you why. But I don't do stuff just to throw it out there to create FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, for those of you that don't know what FUD means. And, and you do it in sports, it happens in crypto. So for me, that's why I want to do this. You know, so that's the reason why I'm kind of getting a little bit more inspired to do maybe a little bit more, you know, on the crypto side on a daily basis because there's too much misinformation out there, okay? It's just too much. And it happens also in sports. It's too much because there's a 24-hour cycle. You got to fill space. And so you got to come up with BS. That's all. So that, that to me is the reason why I... I feel compelled to do it at times. But to a time, thank you, sir, for looking out for the voice. Appreciate that very much. That is very kind of you. Uh, let's see. Um, what else do we have? Eagles made no halftime adjustments, seems like. Either way, bro. Uh, bottom line, KC turned it up in the second half, and the Eagles didn't. And KC got it done, and that's why they won the championship. And the Eagles did not. Mike Tomlinson says, uh, Morning O, could you see moving Brandon Jones to a linebacker safety hybrid because his speed, solid, and he's a good tackler? Um, I don't think so. I don't think he's big enough to put him at linebacker. And especially if you're going 3-4, your backers got to be pretty big, big, bigger players because they've got to carry more of the load uh, than normal linebackers. So, no, I don't think so. I don't think that's the case. Either he conforms and can play this kind of safety that 
that he needs or he might be in a rotation type of uh, deal. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Eagles did what they always do best in the Super Bowl. Choke! Jamie says, Big O, the way I see Fangio's uh, deal with the Eagles is like with Greer. He was there to help, but at the end of the day, he didn't call the shots. Same logic. I agree. Makes sense. He, didn't, he wasn't calling the defense. You're right about that. But whatever it was, their scheme wasn't good enough to get to, uh, to Mahomes, which was super impressive. The way they, uh, they, they were able to keep him, um, you know, uh, bottled up and, and safe. Uh, Ray says, let's see if Ira still says if we should trust in the, cor- in the corpse of Duncan Robinson as our additions after the deadline. <laughs> no, no, no. Now we're writing about Kevin Love coming to the heat. Yeah. Yeah, man. I got to get inspired for Kevin Love and, and, and Duncan Robinson and... Omar Yurt saving and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's such a load of shit, bro. It really is. It's just a load of shit. That's the, that's the only way I can describe the heat season this year. A load of shit. That's all it is. Not a very good team. Mediocre. Very poorly constructed. So poorly constructed, it's not even funny. You know, you don't see what's happening in front of you. You know, life is changing. Life changed already. It's a three-point game, and you, you keep giving Spo two-point players. It's, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, 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 I think Spo is an angel, man. Uh, I'm serious. I, I just think that that guy has to put up with a lot of mediocre decisions above him, and it, it just doesn't put him in in a favorable position as a coach and he has to overcome a whole bunch of crap and can you imagine now some of you are like inspired yo let's yeah no let's bring in russell westbrook and it's spo just like ordered another case of ko pectate for the next week you know what i'm saying that's gonna be on his coach's jacket yeah yeah ko pectate timeout you know, that's, a, that's a, you're going to see it soon on the on the Heat broadcast, the K.O. Peck take timeout. When Spo goes in for the press conference, there's no waters or anything. It's just K.O. Peck just K.O. Peck take right there, bro. You know, he's talking to you and he's sipping. You know, he's sipping on K.O. Peck take. Speaking of that, by the way. Not K.O. Peck take, but I'm taking this stuff that's way worse than anything you've ever had in your life. And so uh, I, I got this thing that's full of these herbs and all kinds of stuff. And, and I'm drinking it for my prostate, okay? This is like, like maybe a little too much information for all of you out there. Uh, but Just so you know, this segment will go up on YouTube as a rant, okay? Okay, no, but I'm just telling you. I, I, I got to get the name for you, and, the, and I'll show it to you. Uh, first of all, I, I, I'll, I'll show it to you if it works, and if it doesn't work, I'm going to warn you ahead of time to tell you, don't take this. And, and I'm taking it every day. You got to take like these uh, one whole vial twice. And it tastes like absolute ass. Okay. Elephant ass. I've never had elephant ass, but I think I'm, I'm having it now every night or every morning. Okay. 
And supposedly it's supposed to clear you up and, you know, apparently, you know, whatever, you know. So that way you uh, don't go to the bathroom 87 times a night, you know, that kind of way. Because I don't want to take any more drugs. You know, I do enough with the, with the heart stuff and the high blood pressure and all that. And so uh, I'm trying this thing because it's all natural. But, dude, it's made of all these types of herbs and crap that it's all natural. But, oh, my God, it tastes terrible. Wow, it tastes terrible. I'm just hoping it works. So we'll see. I'll give it a, a, a month or two, and then I'll, I'll give you the update. I'll show you the bottle just in case if you ever see the commercial, don't order it. Or if you see the commercial, order it, actually. I should call it. If it works, I'm going to call them and tell them, hey, you guys should be a sponsor on the show because this shit works. So, so far, not yet. It's only been a few days that I've been using it, so I can't really, you know, judge it. It's not fair to them, not fair to me, but oh, my God. Ugh. I am suffering every morning. I do not look forward to doing that, that stuff every morning. Oh, my God. Terrible. Uh, slow news day. We are talking about Big O's prostate. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a slow news day. Can you say, Big O, the front office has set Spo to fail this year? No, 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 not fail. Um, Spo never fails in my book. Let me, just, let me just put that out there. Spo is by far one of the three best coaches in the NBA, if not the best coach or second best coach or third best coach. I don't care. We're going to argue and split hairs or whatever. Um, Spo is the best thing that is happening in that franchise. Okay, and I love Riley, love the Arison family. They have been weak for many years now. They have not produced the way they need to produce, and Spo saves their asses every year. So for me, if anybody has failed, it is Pat Riley and the Arison family and the front office. They have failed. They're the ones that make the stupid decisions of signing Hassan Whiteside and Dion Waiters knowing he needed surgery and drafting Shabazz Napier and Granger and Bob and this stupid-ass deal with, with, uh, with Lowry and giving Jimmy Butler an extension is ridiculous and the Duncan Robinson deal and just, you know, it, it, it's just one mistake after another and Dwayne Deadman, you got to give away a draft capital just to get rid of his bum ass. Um, it, it, it's just, it's beyond me what has happened here since the big three. Again, I'll repeat it over and over again. I'm not saying Riley should step down. I'm not saying the game has passed him by. I'm not saying the Arison family should sell. All I'm saying is they've done a piss poor job over the last eight, nine years. And they keep falling in love with their little projects that they develop but they're not developing any stars, okay? The street-free agents that they're picking up, they're developing them into solid role players. They're not developing any stars, okay? You gotta go get yourself a star, and you tied your money to Kyle Lowry. And the shelf life of Jimmy Butler is almost over, and you continue to screw it up next to Jimmy Butler and you've screwed up his entire existence here, and yet you've almost got, you got to the finals once on the whole bubble thing, and then you got almost to the finals last year. 
that's because you have Eric Spolstra, who maximizes the crap that you give him every single year. So to me, it's a matter of Riley in the front office and the Arison family turning it up and helping their coach, who's absolutely exceptional. Okay? He does what he possibly can with what he's given. He maximizes every young player you give him. He maximizes every team you give him. He makes you look better than what you really are. That's what's been going on here. Eric Spolstra makes Pat Riley and Mickey Arison over the last seven, eight, nine years look better than what they really have produced. Okay? We just got to call it like we see it. That's all. Maybe, you know, whatever. People are afraid to take shots at the Heat or whatever or Riley. And I get it. There's only one sports station left, and they're tied to the Heat. And they're probably a little nervous. You know what I'm saying? I, I've never been that guy, whether I was on a flagship station or I'm not. But the clear, clear problem is that the front office and the ownership group are not at the same level as the head coach. They are notches under, and they're not doing their job. They're doing a bad job. And yet Eric Spolstra covers up all their mistakes and makes them look better than what they really are. That's what's really going on. If we really want to talk about honesty and say what's going on with the Miami Heat, okay? Riley in the front office and the Arison family are not getting it done. And they're failing their head coach. That's what they're doing. And if he's dying to move to the front office, I don't blame him. At this point, I wouldn't want to work under these conditions where you have a, a, a general manager slash president who's still stuck in the 90s at times. And he stuck you with Whiteside thinking that the big man, big man, big man, big man, when that's not what we play in today's NBA. And then now he got you back to these old guys because he loves old rosters. And he now has gotten a little soft, and he listens to the players too much. He allowed LeBron to, you know, dictate some stuff, and it ruined it. And then he's allowed Jimmy Butler to dictate and bring in Kyle Lousy and ruin, ruin himself, by the way. Jimmy Butler screwed himself in the process. But that's what you get for listening to players. And Riley was never the guy listening to players. So there's a lot of things that I don't like that's going on with the Heat lately. And yet you're still getting results. But that's where we're getting, that's where the smoke and mirrors happen. And then you think it's better than what it really is when it's not. And that's because of Spo, not because of Riley and Arison, because of Spo. Spo is your saving grace right now. Riley and Arison are the detriment to Spo right now. They're not doing what's best for Spo. They're making it harder for Eric Spolstra by keeping Oladipo around, another terrible contract. A guy that can never stay healthy, and yet you continue to hang in there with the guy, and you gave him a two-year contract, 
And look how many games he continues to miss. And you're stuck with him for another season. Another absolutely terrible decision by the Miami Heat and Pat Riley. You know, listen, bro, if we're going to give you credit for all the great stuff that goes on, which we do, then sit back and be a big boy and take the punishment. That's the beauty of the Heat, by the way. The Heat aren't going to get pissed off about this kind of stuff that I'm saying. They might, they might be a little frustrated that I'm saying it because I'm speaking the truth, but they know it's the truth. And Riley knows it's the truth. Riley knows he has screwed up several times over. He's got to know that the Duncan Robinson thing has turned out to be a disaster. You gave a guy a contract, and then you've killed his complete value because he can't play anymore. The Dwayne Dedman... You know, it became a serviceable contract, and then now you extended it, and he got old on your ass, and then he's throwing massagers out onto the court, and you got to now get rid of a draft pick just to get rid of him. And you're going to need a draft pick to get rid of Duncan. And, you know, it just, it just goes on and on and on and on and on, and it doesn't end. And so one bad decision after another, and meanwhile you got the chef in the kitchen in Spo making it look a lot better than what it really is. You know, that's kind of what it is. And unfortunately, that's the, that's, the brutal, that's the brutal reality that they're living in right now. A two-point team in a three-point world. You know, just not a good situation. But I give Spo all the credit in the world. You know, only problem for Spo is... Unlike Larinaga, who's got more control over what's coming in and out of that roster so he can coach it up and get the results, Spo may not have the same kind of control. And he's got to live with what they give him. And, you know, the chef does wonders. You know, he's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's like a view to a kill. For you youngins, you may have not seen that bond. But there's a scene where Roger Moore is uh, hanging out with, uh, what's her name from that 70s show? She just passed away. The mother of uh, the redhead. Anyway, so she's uh, the Bond girl, and she's in her, in her pad, and he's there, and they got nothing in the fridge. And they got like a, a lemon and, a, I don't know, a Coke, and, and he, you know, cooks a souffle. That's a Spo. That's Spo. Spo, like, they give him, like, crappy ingredients, and he comes out with... You know, Tanya Roberts, that's it. That's her. Tanya Roberts. Yeah. So, it's, uh, it really is amazing what that man has done with that roster. With all the rosters that he's had. That's how special that dude is. Uh, let's see. Karen says, as much as it sucks, Big O, I think you made the right choice trying to take a natural approach if it works, some of the side effects of these medications are, yeah, no, exactly. That's why, uh, you know. Big O, Travis Wingfield has an exclusive with Fangio. Interesting watch. Well, I always check out Travis. Travis does an excellent job uh, there uh, for the MiamiDolphins.com. And uh, he is, uh, he, he's a really good dude. Works his ass off. Uh, gives you a, a different angle than most, uh, and super, super educated and informative. Uh, Travis Wingfield is a very well-prepared 
uh, young man and does an excellent job. I, uh, I always watch his stuff uh, when I get an opportunity. I definitely support Travis in a big-time way. So, uh, oh, so do you believe that they should give Spo more control of the organization in the front office? Yes. 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 And yes, they should. And they should never listen to players ever again. That's what they should do. Tanya, Tanya Roberts was a smoke show in her day. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. Uh, the fact that the Heat are five games over 500 is a testament to Spoh's coaching. The front office hasn't done him any favors. No, you're right. Spoh's a stud, bro. He's a stud. He's, uh, he's my MVP. Every single year, he's my MVP. That guy is uh, one of the best chefs uh, you've ever seen. In fact, what, what's that dude's name? Uh, we have Frank Fiore. Guy, Guy, Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Uh, Spo is the Guy Fieri of the NBA. Okay? Well, actually, no, he's not, because Guy Fieri really isn't a chef. Oh, he does cook, and he has sauces and stuff. But he's not really a chef. So let's say he's the Gordon Ramsay. He doesn't get on people. Okay, so so then, uh, so then what I is I believe it? that's what Spo might need to do. So he's the Wolfgang Puck of, of, okay. of, NBA, of, of NBA coaches. Okay? Right? Right? He's the Wolfgang Puck of NBA coaches. What? what? Ira gave me a thumbs up on that? Uh, oh, what happened to Ruthie? Uh, Ruthie is going to go on to bigger and better things. This is a shitty business. And, uh, and uh, we all pay the price at one point or another. And it has nothing to do with Ruthie. She's phenomenal. She works super hard. She's super classy. Uh, she's a total pro. And somebody will be incredibly lucky to hire her in her next job. I wish her the best. It's just a shitty business, dude. It's just a shitty business. And I know because I've been a part of it for 30 years. I am super blessed that Sean and I can stand on our own and we don't need a company, you know, next to us to back us. So I know most of us in this business don't have that luxury like I do, uh, but um, it's a terrible, terrible business. It just is, man. M Mama and daddies, don't let your babies grow up to be media, media folks because it's not a good business all right let's get to some business our acura pembroke pines miami heat and nba report with the top chef of the south florida sun sentinel ira winderman heat fans time for the best insight of your favorite team with insider ira winderman exclusively on the big o radio show it's the acura of pembroke pines miami heat and nba report here's ira winderman all righty all righty all righty how you doing ira you doing good doing good looking forward to the break getting away a little for the weekend i'll catch you next week's acura pembroke pines report on tuesday gonna really sort of relish the chance the games have stopped can take a breather here but what a tough, tough spot. I mean, one loss in Brooklyn, and all of a sudden, you're the number seven seed. You're in a play-in position. It's You know what? It's a very sobering break. But if it gets the heat to wake up and take notice, maybe not the worst thing ever. They are in a tough, dire situation. How do you wake up when you can't do what's necessary? 
You know, you're watching that game against the Nets. You're getting infuriated. And I'm just watching it, and I'm going, this is a team that's too deficient offensively. They just, the math does not work. You know what I mean? And I'm watching a Nets team that is depleted. You, they lost their two superstars, and yet they are running down that court, spreading the ball, and making sure they get themselves an open three. And they're making them. And then you watch the Miami Heat, and they have to battle and claw for two points every single time, and it just doesn't but, but work. That and and, and but then, that wasn't the Miami Heat. That was the shorthanded Heat without Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is their instant offense. Big O, I'll tell you right now, without he, Tyler Hero, he's not available, the Heat go nowhere. No, Tyler I know. Hero but, but wait a minute. Is, you, you make it sound like he's money every night, which that's not true. No, I make it sound as if you have to have your key elements. The Nets might have been depleted by the trades with Kyrie and Durant, in that game, they listed not a single player in the injury report. They had a full mix to work You have with. Bam and Butler, bro. And that's two. That's two in a three-team league. We know this. We know when the Heat were battling with those two, they always needed a third element. Yeah, yeah but not against the Nets eight. with no stars. You should still win that game, but you don't have enough around those guys. That's the problem. And then you were talking about, oh, well, we'll get Duncan Robinson. Two of seven. Air balls. Come on. Give me a break. Duncan I Robinson can't. Duncan Robinson cannot be counted on anymore. That was a stretch that he was in. He's completely been out of that for a long time now. And without consistent playing time, there's no way he ever gets back on track again. And he's so deficient in other areas that it also is a liability every time he's out there on the court. A playoff liability. One, you don't go anywhere without Tyler Hero. Two, in the regular season, Duncan Robinson can, and I still think will help this team. The playoffs were a different game. Matter of fact, before I came on, you were talking about you can't trade twos for threes. I 1,000% agree with that during the regular season. But we have yet to see the three-point teams dominate the playoffs. Mike the Warriors won last team. year, man. Mike D'Antoni. Warriors are a great defensive team. Warriors. But they shoot the hell out of the three, too. Because that's so sexy, but they also have other elements of the game, including Draymond Green getting into the paint. You can't judge the heat to their hole. Without Tyler Hero, without Victor Oladipo, without what they wanted Kyle Lowry to be. So you're counting on an often problem. injured Tyler Hero to stay healthy, an often injured Oladipo to stay healthy. Come on, Ira. That's the other thing we got to, by the way, we have to mention Tyler Hero, injury prone, constantly injured, always has something. Dude can't play most of the games. And this is every season with Tyler Hero constantly he's not he's not he's not reliable his body doesn't hold up all the time Look, he breaks down all the time too he's been working his body but the one thing i will say is you have to have your primary players out there to get a read on who you are i'm the first one to tell you if you're not going to be healthy that you're not going to go anyplace i agree with that the miami heat either have to find other options or get guys healthy to be who they are but you know what for all that bam is for all that Jimmy Butler is right now, that two-man game is not enough for the Miami Heat. Of course not. I 1,000% I, I agree with that, that you're going to need more, you're going to need health. And even in the playoffs last year, that ultimately was what sort of undid the Heat to a degree also when they didn't have all their players available. You have to be healthy. You have to be good to go. You have to be more available. But you know what? Even someone like Tyler Hero, for as much as you think he's missed a lot of games, 
Right now, he's missed 15. Yes, that's a lot. But if you can get him available for the second half of the season, that's what's going to matter. The Heat, in their best form, I think, are a playoff team. Yeah. The problem oh, is, for sure. when you hit it right on yeah. the head, they never get to their best form. That's the problem. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't see. I don't know what their best form is anymore because they have no proof of anything that's their best form. This this group here has no proof. We've never seen anything with Lowry that makes it, you know, that he took it to another level for this team. We haven't seen any of their young guys stay on a consistent streak overall. They've only been streaky. They don't necessarily develop consistency. Bam like consistency. Jimmy like consistency when he's on the court, although Boy, the other night against the Nets, that wasn't necessarily the most inspiring effort by yeah. Jimmy. Regular season Jimmy Butler is a different animal, and that's unfortunate. And 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 I do agree with you on this, Big O. They have to get Jimmy to give up whatever word you want to use a little bit more about the remaining regular season games because he can say all he wants, he's going to turn it on. Keep this in mind, Big O. I heard that in your interview with him, and I'm like, he's, he's like putting it off like because you were telling him yes. – you were asking about, you know, like, you know, where you, are you concerned about, you know, where you're in a playing position, all that going down the stretch? And and he's very casual, like, oh, yeah, no, we'll turn it on. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Who are you? Uh, <laughs> how can you turn it on when you're not yeah. special at any level? So and, and here's the deal, Big O. Big O, here's the deal. If they do get in the play in, OK, maybe they advance to the play in, probably do. You're playing the number one or number two seed. I know. I say that you and I can both go on the record here. They're not beating Boston in a series. Nope. They're not beating Milwaukee in a series. And I'm nope. not sure, Big O, if they're competing with those teams in a series. But if you get to six or five and you're playing the Sixers, the Cavaliers, or the Nets, you're giving yourself a chance to salvage this season. So number seven, you're going to hear it again. Oh, all we have to do is win one of two home games or in the playoffs. But it's about more than that, Big O. It's about giving yourself a competitive chance. That game in in Brooklyn was a blown and lost opportunity. I wholeheartedly agree about that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just... All right, so I guess now what we have to look forward to is the buyout, because I'm sorry, Kevin Love does nothing for me. Uh, the Russell Westbrook one, which it looks like he's already talking with the Clippers, but um, that one really did nothing to me, because, uh, I again, I, I feel terrible for Spo. I, I just think he... I think he's a chef. I think he makes everything look better than what it really is. I think this front office and ownership group has made so many mistakes since the big three. And he makes it look, all every situation, he makes it look better than what it really is. I think Spo is a gift, dude. Uh, but you keep screwing him over and it's like, oh, R R Russell Westbrook, what, we're going to add another two-point shooter to this team? That doesn't make low, any sense. Low percentage two-point shooter. Yeah, exactly. I at least love, okay, he can shoot the, the three and he can help you with some rebounding. I get it. Doesn't necessarily get me excited. He's also injury prone, by the way. And, and again, I think that number seven seed kills them because if you're a player looking to go somewhere in the buyout market, you're looking to make a deep playoff run. That's right, yeah. You look at the heat, you're saying, hey, the regular season ends April 9th. By April 14th, they can be done. Yeah. So what are you doing? You're signing somewhere to give yourself one or two more games? No. If a Kevin Love can go to the Suns, he's going to have a deep playoff run. Whether he plays or not, another story. If a Russell Westbrook goes to the Clippers, he has a chance for a deep playoff run. That's why Terrence Ross decided he was going to sign. He was going to go to the Suns. 
That's why you have a situation where the Milwaukee Bucks were able to pick up a point guard in Reggie Jackson. The Denver Nuggets are going to have a deep playoff run. Even Dallas picking up a player and uh, Justin Holiday on the buy-up market. Again, you look at Dallas, they could go somewhere. You look at the Heat right now, and you're saying to yourself, hey, a loss to the Hawks and a loss to the Raptors, certainly possible, and they're done by, by, by April 14th. They're in a tough spot. Their top players who were projected have to play more to their pedigree. And, of course, we got the whole Kyle Lowry situation. Let me ask you something. Um, when does Spo get way more control of what goes on with that roster? He has a lot of control right now, Big O. It's in his contract. He has contractual control. I will say this. He has contractual control he, of the roster. Yes. I'm talking con- about his, I'm talking about personnel, personnel decision. In his contract, he has personnel say in his contract, but – the biggest say is what Andy Ellisberg says works under the cap and the tax oh, yeah. and what the how the Arisons want to spend. Let's not kid ourselves. When you give Kyle Lowry a three-year, $85 million contract, Nick and Mickey Arison have to sign off. Same thing with Duncan at 5 and 90. They have to sign off. The ultimate control in a salary cap luxury tax world rests with the money makers, the money decision people. They signed off on those. And what's happened is in a salary cap world, once you get bitten, once you make the bad deal once, that carries over. Like you mentioned when, before the show started today, our segment on the Accurate Pembroke Pines Report. Now you've got to find a way to shed that money to get new money. And now when the Max Struess becomes a free agent, you say to yourself, do we want to do what we already did with Duncan or do we have to be more careful, even though it's apples and oranges? Same thing with Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent's your starting point guard now and possibly for the balance of the season. Oh, yeah. Well, when he becomes a free agent, do you say to yourself, hey, we still got another year of Kyle Lowry on the books for $30 million. We can't be affording to pay another point guard $10-plus million and, and load in all that money in a salary cap at $40 million to two guys. That's the problem. You wind up chasing your mistakes and getting hurt by them. Salary cap world's a lot different. This is Major League Baseball where the Yankees or the Mets say, okay, no, oh, yeah. we lost, okay, we lost the Grom. We'll just go sign another 42-year-old pitcher. We'll get Verlander. It's not that easy in the NBA. Everything has to work together. So, yes, Eric Spolstra has personnel say, but there's a lot of interlocking components. Yeah, and I almost feel like his personal say is he's still deferring to the front office and to the ownership group. And you know, like you know what I'm saying? And to players. And to players. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and to players, needs, yes. Uh, Eric Spolstra needs Good a point. happy Jimmy Butler. If a happy Jimmy Butler wants Kyle Lowry, it's even tough for a Spo to say no and have to deal with Jimmy Butler. He's seen what other teams have, have done and, and have dealt with with an unhappy Jimmy Butler. This is a weird sport. It's only five men play at a time. If a player is one of your top five wants someone, you get someone. Look at Kevin Durant. He <laughs> wanted to play with Kyrie Irving. That didn't work out so well. Yeah, Look is, is Jimmy Butler Irving. still happy with, with Kyle Lowry on the team for real? Is he really right now, happy yeah. with that decision? Oh, no. Right now, from a basketball standpoint, he still loves Kyle, Kyle as the godfather of his daughter, as a friend. Sure. But there's a business, business size to this whole thing, and that's where it differs for Jimmy. That's the problem. The push-pull of getting players who they want. They did it for LeBron all the time. Worked out fine. Mike Miller, perfect condition. Birdman, Ray Allen, that worked out when you had great, great players. In this case, not so much. So, what you were saying in the crosstalk before of Acura Pembroke Pines report, I think is correct. You've got to listen a little less to your players, yes. but it's hard because you're in the locker room with your players for 82 games. 
and for a bunch of practices and shoot arounds. And if they're not happy, this whole thing can go to crap in a hurry. Yeah, I know. But at least, well, you know, the good thing is that the Heat do have ammo now with Jimmy and say, hey, bro, we did what you wanted and it was a freaking disaster. Yes. Relax. We're going to do what we want Just and like what we think Lakers is. the Lakers did with LeBron when they said you wanted Russell Westbrook and we wound up losing Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Kyle Kuzma, Montrell Harrell. That didn't work out either. That does humble a player. Now, whether Jimmy can be humbled because of who he is, we'll see that as well. All right. What, what do you got going on this weekend on the Sunset and also uh, folks can check it out? A couple of things. I, I posted today my Ask Iron. I think it's important that the Heat at number seven are not in a great place to chase buyout guys because they could be done before the playing round. Right now, I'm not so sure a lot of people around the league are looking at Miami and saying, hey, that's where I can reestablish my value. So I think that's an ongoing concern. And then I wrote a story, just posted at sunsentinel.com about there are so many moving parts for the Miami Heat in this all-star break they have to figure out. Is Kyle Lowry going to come back? Is he going to come back as a player? Is Victor Oladipo reliable, or is this ankle injury just the latest in a series of injury? What happens when Big Yurt gets back on the court? Can he play alongside Bam Adebayo? Is he purely the backup center? And because of that, do they let Orlando Robinson go? Do they let Jamari Bouye go because of the buyout market? So there's sort of six or seven guys in place right now that the Heat have to make determinations before they resume practice next Thursday to sort of know what direction they're going. That's the thing, Big O. You hit right on the head. A quality playoff team on February 17th does not have this amount of questions. The Heat have way too many questions for a team getting ready for their final 23 games. So I examined those options as well. All right, there you go. And follow them on Twitter. At Ira Heatbeat, have a fantastic weekend, my friend. Enjoy the basketball. And we'll catch you on Tuesday with our next Acura Pembroke Pines report. Thanks, Big O. Happy weekend to everyone out there. You got it, baby. There you go. Ira Winderman getting it done for us like he always does. All week long with our Acura Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report. You've been listening to the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA Report with Ira Winderman. When you're looking for award-winning service and great deals from the number one volume Acura sales dealership in the Southeast United States, you go to Craig's Inn Acura of Pembroke Pines at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. All right, all right, all right. And see, now, uh, this is what happens in this world, right? People don't pay attention. And then they go off and running in another direction, and then they talk a bunch of crap. Greater good. There you go. Blasphemy from the big O. I trust Riley still. This is the crap that was spoken about Shula. Wrong, because I lived it all. We were saying the game passed Shula by. He needs to retire. Did I say that at any point? Did I say the, the, the game passed Riley by? Did I say he needs to retire? No. That's all. But greater good, that's why you can't do my job, because you don't have the balls to actually say, Riley's doing a mediocre job. I'm not saying to fire him, never said it, never said to replace him. I'm just saying, you got to do a better job. He's done a shitty job lately. By his standards, a shitty job. Sure, by Orlando Magic standards, he's been absolutely phenomenal, because they have no success. But there's a different standard here. And so Riley has not done a good job. The Arison family has not done a good job. That's all. Pretty simple. If you can't admit to yourself what's going on, then, you know, you go ahead and lie to yourself if you want. Go ahead. You know, 
The Heat is um, asking their season ticket holders for a 30% increase on ticket prices for next year. So, you know, these are things that if you're a season ticket holder, you're, looking, you're not getting your money's worth. People aren't playing half the games. You don't know who's playing when you get to the arena. You're spending a lot of money to go see the game, and it's a poorly constructed team. You know, I'm sorry. I, I love Riley. I don't want Riley to go anywhere, but I want to tell Riley, yo, brother, you know, you, you've slipped here. You're not making good decisions. You need to get back on track. You can't listen to players anymore. You need to go back to being hard-ass Pat Riley. And that's all I'm saying. Don't want Mickey. I don't want the Arison family to sell the team. I want them to spend more. I want them to be more aggressive. And I certainly want that front office to make way better decisions and stop falling in love with your role players. Go get real stars and don't get broken down old stars like Kyle Lowry because you can't sign anybody else. So you settled for Kyle Lowry. If you can't get Durant, don't go Kyle Lowry. Then don't do it. Stay liquid. Get a couple of older veterans for one year to put you off until you can keep the money liquid. And then the next year, you get back into it and you try to bring a real superstar here next to Jimmy, not Kyle Lowry. You just ruined three years of Butler's run because you signed Kyle Lowry to a deadbeat three-year contract. Again, not... I'm not saying that any, anybody should leave the team or anything like that. All I'm saying is I am not satisfied with what the Arison family's done as of late, and I'm certainly not satisfied with the front office from the Miami Heat over the last eight, nine years. I think they've done a very mediocre job, and Spo has saved their asses over and over and over and over again. That's all. So... Some of you, maybe like greater good, can't understand English. But the, the difference was everybody was saying, including myself, the game passed Shula by, he's got to step down. And, and I said I would never do that with Riley. And I'm not doing that with Riley. But I will say to Riley, yeah, not a good job lately. No, not up to your standard. Not a good job. That's all. So... Some of you will understand English. People like Greater Good may not understand English. Uh, you can still recognize the front office for the amazing work they've done before and still be honest about how they've been the past seven years. Exactly. That's all. That's why I don't want them to go anywhere. They've been phenomenal. Get back to being phenomenal. Lately, you've been pretty mediocre. Let me see. Cutter's Edge Pro, nothing mediocre there. See, that's exceptional. Mike, William, I mean, Will, Will, of course, Will, the head of the company, it, it, that's what it, excellence is what it's all about. So when they're done with your business, your HOA, your condominium complex, your home, whatever it is, you're going to have excellence. And your, your, your home, your business is going to be valued a lot more. If the Miami Heat maintain Cutter's Edge Pro's excellence, then they probably would have a couple of more titles over the last couple of years. That's what you get with Cutter's Edge Pro and Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties, folks. 
888-472-7222. Save it on that cell phone, 954-472-0622. And let me tell you something. In fact, yes, uh, last night we were, we were you know, out with the dogs out there because it was a nice, cool night. And, uh, and I got Bono and I got Ollie, and they're just rolling around on the artificial turf, having some fun, playing with them. And that's the beauty of the artificial turf, man. They're not picking up any dirt. They're not putting it on their bodies or anything like that. And then they walk into the house. They're not, they're not picking up through their paws or anything like that. It's beautiful. They get to do their business. They go in. It's easy to maintain. You're going to save hundreds and thousands of dollars in the long run because you're no longer watering the lawn all the time. You're not cutting the grass every, what, 10 days in South Florida, 10 days, two weeks. You got to be, think about that. So that means you're cutting your grass like 26 times a year if you do it every two weeks. That's a lot of money that you're saving because you're no longer cutting the grass. And then whether it's you or the dogs or you're walking outside, and by the way, you're going to notice that once you take your landscaping to another level, you're going to find yourself hanging out in that backyard that you pay the mortgage for every month. Now, if you look at that backyard and it's dead and it's got no life and you do nothing to it, take it to another level like we have. We've got trees everywhere, so we got shade. It's nice and cool. The artificial turf is great for the dogs. And by the way, they add this little sand to keep the temperatures down and keep it cool. I mean, it is really easy. It drains very quickly. They do a great job. Call Cutters Edge Pro. Tree trimming, landscape design, outdoor lighting. They do it all. We got the lights that change all the time. So we could do it for Breast Cancer Awareness Month or a Dolphins game or heat colors or panther colors or you name it. I can just switch it around, man. Go check it out, Cutter's Edge Pro. Go to the Instagram page. Check it out there, Cutter's Edge Pro. A absolutely amazing, man. Check it out, cuttersedgepro.com and tell them that Big O sent you. Call Will or Mike, 954-472-0622 in Dade, Broward, or Palm Beach counties. There you go. Uh, Troy says, oh, been watching the NBA since the mid-'80s. Remember the players playing nearly all the games back then. What's going on with, I don't know, uh, load management crap that they talk about? Uh, to me, it's a whole bunch of bull, okay? You know, you want to miss three, four, five, six games a year. I get it. A little nicks here, get a little rest there, whatever. But this thing about missing, you know, a quarter of the games or more, uh, I'm sorry, that's... You have months to rest. You have an off-season. So that's when you rest. You have your all-star break. That's when you rest. That's it. You got plenty of time to get rest. I'm, you know, the coal miner doesn't get a rest. Might get a week vacation. The, the, post, the, the postman doesn't get a rest, or the postwoman doesn't get a rest, right? The garbage man doesn't get a rest. They, everybody else gets like a week, maybe two if you're lucky. Most people got to work all year long. They work 50 out of the 52 weeks or 51 out of the 52 weeks. And they're not resting. And they're putting their bodies through hell every single day. And their minds through hell. And guess what? Their careers are a hell of a lot longer than NBA players. I have zero sympathy for athletes. Zero. You have the best travel. You have the best hotels. You have the best medicine. You have the best treatment out there. 
you got everything and anything you can possibly need to get through a season as comfortable as possible, and you have months off. Now you want to get paid a full salary, and you want to miss a quarter to a third of the games? No, dude. No. I have zero sympathy for you. The car salesman's got to grind. He or she every single day for 50, 51 weeks out of the 52. Okay? Plenty of you. You got to grind every single day. The cashier that is standing eight hours a day, she's working 51, 50 weeks out of the year. Not fun for her back, not fun for her legs, not fun for her body or him. But they're doing it every day. I have zero sympathy or understanding for athletes. Wear and tear. Get the hell out of here, dude. You got a short career. You're going to make a boatload of money. Get out of my face. Get out of my face. Okay? I feel worse for teachers. Okay? I feel worse for policemen. Not, not only they are putting their lives on the line every single day for shit money. I have no, no sympathy whatsoever for any athlete that is crying like, oh, I'm tired. Get the hell out of here, dude. Get lost. There's a mother that's also an accountant a mother that's a, a firewoman, because uh, I guess you can't call them firemen. Uh, whatever, you know what I'm saying? We got people with dual careers, because if you're a mother, that's a career in itself. And then you're also a teacher. You're also a whatever, a dentist. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have sympathy for athletes. Meanwhile, millions of women balance motherhood, wife, and a career. Get the hell out of here. I'm going to have any sympathy for some stinking basketball player or a football player that has to play a certain amount of games a year and has months after to recover. Get out of my face. Devin Jordan, thank you for the love on the super chat. Big O, what's your favorite Michael Jordan memory? Uh, has to be what? Uh, oh, okay. Has to be the GOAT. Um, my favorite Michael Jordan memory. Might be the one, the fake baseline on, on Patrick Ewing and then he dunks. That might be it right there. That might be the one. I could go with that one. Obviously, the the flu game with all the three-point shots, that was big too. But I love that little juke move that he he does on Ewing, and then he he, he, he drives on him and slams on him. Uh, do you know about Shula shooting down Emmett Smith? I don't know. Whatever. I, I don't know what's true or not or whatever. Does it really matter, dude? This is like 40-something years ago. The man is dead. You know, I, I, I don't know, bro. Not 40, but 30-something years ago. I don't know. I have no idea of how true that is and what it is or whatever. Don't know. You know at this point, does it really matter? What's it going to change your life? 
you know, it's let it go, dude. That was a long time ago, and you don't even know if it's right or wrong or whatever. Um, Shula did his job. He won, and he brought his championships, and nobody else has done that. So, um, all right, let's get ready for our number two. Manny Navarro ready to go. All right. Arcanes, where Miami Hurricanes report will start our number two of the Big O Radio Show next. Welton Rayom has more than 62 years of litigation experience handling insurance disputes. They're committed to resolving even the toughest insurance claims quickly. Call them for a free consultation. 954-966-4646. At Welton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Property damage claims to your home, business, or condo as a result of a hurricane. Welton Rayom can help. Water, mold, fire, smoke damage, Welton Rayom can help. Call 954-966-4646. Oh, great. You have a doorbell camera. Now you have a front row seat to your house getting robbed. They're breaking into my house! Ooh, there goes the TV. I'm sure it'll turn up at the pawn shop. No, not the TV! Just because you can see them, that doesn't mean you can stop them. With Slow Winds, you get 24-hour monitoring, a free home security system, and professional installation. Plus, free doorbell camera, one that'll actually work for you. Get out of my house! Get out of my house! Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. For over 16 years, EJDConstruction.com has provided South Florida residents quality craftsmanship, accurate project management, and exceptional service. That's why EJDConstruction.com is an A-rated member of Angie's List and the Better Business Bureau. When you're looking for the right custom home builder for additions or home remodeling, please call my friend Eric at 305-433-4843. That's 305-433-4843 for ejdconstruction.com Welcome to Red Light Therapy a revolutionary technology perfected by NASA to aid in muscle strengthening and recovery Red and infrared light has the capacity to penetrate deep into the cell's mitochondria potentially leading to increased energy faster recovery and the optimal performance your body demands Train Fight Recover
If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to, and that's Caneswear at Miami Fanwear in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie, and open 24-7 online at caneswear.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. The viewpoint, statements, or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, media group, Inc. ownership, management, sponsors, or website. Time for Canes fans to get what they want. Information, insight, and perspective. It's the Canes Wear Miami Hurricanes Report with Manny Navarro. Exclusively on the Big O Radio Show. Here's Big O and insider Manny Navarro. All right, all right, all right. There he is, the man, the myth, the legend that is Manny Navarro. How you feeling, baby? You feeling all right? You feeling good? Feeling great. Thank you. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Does it look like uh, they got their man, uh, their offensive coordinator? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, they're happy with the choice. You know, Shannon Dawson is a, is a guy who uh, has been around, you know, several decades now in, in terms of coaching college football, been in the air raid system, worked with Hal Mummy, who, of course, devised the, uh, the air raid, and, uh, you know, worked with Dana Holgerson for many years. Um, and uh, has done a good job taking quarterbacks and, and making them better. I mean, if you look at what he did last season in Houston, his quarterback threw 40 touchdown passes. I know it was sort of a disappointing season in terms of their expectations. They thought they would be better than 8-5. and five. But, uh, you know, I think a lot of those issues might have been on defense, not necessarily offense. They averaged 36 points a game. And, uh, look, Miami got a guy who's hungry. He's a He's a – relatively young coach at age 45 i mean i'm 44 so i can't say uh, i'm young anymore oh he's a year older than me uh but but for uh, co- you know, but for coaching he's 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 pretty young actually overall right. he's, he's probably right right a good age right right yeah the ripe age the ripe age the, let's just say the ripe age yeah exactly so um i think they're definitely happy with that and now it's just a matter of uh scoring away uh receivers uh coach and uh running backs coach so we'll We'll see when Mario gets to that. Uh, but uh, I think as far as their plan and what they want to be next season, using more of an air raid, spread offense type attack, I think, you know, uh, with Tyler Van Dyke as your best player, your offensive line, your, your likely strength, in all honesty. I mean, you have questions at receiver and running back at other places, but if if, uh, if Tyler Van Dyke is straight and he's got a good offensive line, then this might be a good system I, I'm for what sur- Miami wants to do. I'm surprised I didn't hear about cops raiding uh, the UM campus uh, over the last week because Tyler Van Dyke was probably having a party after they signed that guy because he's like, yeah, <laughs> there's like spread. Yeah. It's, co- it's coming back. This is this is what I want. This is what I need. And so, you know, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 he's got to be happy. And, and then at the same time, I got to give Mario a little credit here. I don't know if it's going to work or not, but he also understands the transition that his team is in and the quarterback that he has. And he got somebody at least that, that has an offense that has a lot of similarities to what he excelled in, too, at the same time. So, and I think, too... Right. To Mario's credit, too, you're you're not just going to this power running offense, and it, it's it's like watching you know the Heat 
hey, why don't we add another two-point shooter? That makes a lot of sense. Let's just add another two-point shooter and another two-point shooter. <laughs> you know, you can't right. go with three yards in a cloud of dust offense, Mario Cristobal. You've got to open it up. You've got to score points. You've got to get chunk plays. So you're getting a guy that is going to assist your current quarterback, but at the same time evolve your offense to be more of what today's offense is instead of the Miami Heat saying, no, we can still work with 90s offense here. Right. You have to modernize and get with the times. And I think, you know, a lot of it has recruiting too, right? I mean, you know, they didn't get uh, the two elite receivers in their backyard last cycle. Uh, there were actually probably more than that. I'd say probably three or four. And they didn't get the, the, the four highest ranked uh, receivers. And so I think if you're going to attract receivers, you need to have an offense that's uh, receiver friendly because uh, that's how you win in college football today. It's not three yards in a cloud of dust. You still got to be able to run the football. I mean, Georgia proved that uh, the last couple of years. They've had some great offensive lines, some really good running backs. And when they needed to beat teams, they could run the football. Um, but I think uh, in the grand scheme of things, Miami has so much more to go, obviously, than Georgia to be Georgia, right, to get to that level. And so you start by – if, uh, bringing in, in a uh, friendly, uh, uh, receiver-friendly, passer-friendly offense because you got to get some of those guys in the door. I'm with you there. All right, so what's next? Because they did lose, uh, what, four other coaches, assistant coaches? Yeah, well, they ended up hiring Derek Nicholson to, uh, to be the linebackers coach uh, to replace Charlie Strong. He was uh, with – he was at Louisville, and then he followed Scott Satterfield to Cincinnati. He was there for all of three weeks. Uh, before, uh, you know, being hired the same day as Miami's new offensive coordinator to come in and be uh, the linebackers coach. So Derek uh, is a familiar name in the Miami-Florida State series. He played for Florida State, uh, was a really good linebacker for them for, for a few years, and uh, and then obviously got into coaching pretty quickly. And, and you know, he's a pretty good recruiter. He, he ended up convincing a linebacker Miami really wanted in their class, Dan Quan Clark, uh, to, to go to Louisville instead of Miami. And uh, and so he's the kind of guy that I think is, again, another young, hungry coach, right, Who's, who uh, is looking to make a name for himself. And I think it's a difference, right, in hiring. You don't have the Charlie Strongs, the 62-year-old guys who've already done it and proven it and are used to uh, cooking with, uh, with, 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 you know, the best grease available. These other coaches are used to, uh, you know, coaching guys that aren't as talented and coaching them up and making them better. And I think, you know, that's kind of what Miami needs right now in its rebuild phase. As far as receiver and running backs, Coach, I mean, there's been a bunch of rumors and names out there that I've heard. Um, you know, a few of them involve former Hurricanes uh, potentially coming to be receivers coach. Um, I don't know where Mario is in that decision-making process, I would assume. And I've been told that the offensive coordinator, uh, Shannon Dawson, will have a say in that hire. Uh, but as far as running backs coach, I think that'll probably be Mario's decision. One interesting name I heard was Tim Harris Jr. Um, you know, he's a guy who his father and him, you know, the whole family, the Harris family has been very integral to the city of Miami. He's been with UCF the last few years as, as maybe a potential guy who comes in here as, as running backs coach, maybe running running game coordinator, that, that type of thing. Okay. Um, I know you wrote an article about the 10 most important prospects for 2024 around the state of mm -hmm. Florida. Uh, how many of those prospects are UM involved in? 
Well, I mean, I would say I would think most of them, you know, Miami has shown interest in, um, you know, the one at the at the top of the list. Uh, Jermaine Smith is obviously the biggest one because he, he is the number two player in the cycle for 2024. He's six uh, three, 185 pounds. Uh, you know, he reminds me a lot of Andre Johnson um, in terms of just his body type, his physicality, his demeanor. Uh, he's Geno Smith's cousin. Um uh, and uh, that's high you know, praise. That, that, that's high praise, you know, bro. Yeah. That's high praise. That's high praise yeah, comparing well, him to Andre Johnson. That's a freak. He's got. He is. He is of that same athletic potential and ability. Like he has that in him, and he's been very good for very, very long. I'll put it this way. I mean, he, he plays with the South Florida Express seven on seven team. That team had Brandon Innes. Uh, Hakeem Williams, guys that went to Ohio State, Florida State, five-star receivers, and I think he's better than all those guys. He, and he showed that last year as a junior. So um, I think he warrants that kind of praise. And, and there's a bunch of other guys on that list. Uh, uh, Josiah Trader, uh, who, who also plays with him at Chaminade, is, is more of a two-way guy. Um, I think personally, I would. I, I'd have but told, you have you have him uh, committed Joe, already Joe to you. But you have him committed already to Ohio State, the Smith kid. He is committed. He's been committed to Ohio State, but he. There's no question. Miami is. It's going to be a factor. You could be committed, t- 10, 12 months before the decisions are, have to be finalized. I, I think my. You broke up there. Well, you you, you broke up. There. Made it. there we go. Can you hear me? All right. Now we can. Go ahead. You got me. Uh, I was gonna say JoJo Trader is the other uh, player that I was gonna mention, um, and another elite sort of receiver um, and and two way player. Uh, he goes to Hollywood Chaminade as well. Those are the top two local kids that Miami absolutely has to get. Uh, JoJo's a guy that I personally think would be better off playing defense because he's such a ball hawk. Um, you know, just such a knack for reading the quarterback and breaking on balls, kind of like Cam Kitchens. Um, but he wants to play receiver at the next level. We'll see if maybe Mario lets him do both. But uh, both of those kids, those are must-gets for Miami. So when are we getting uh, Brian Hartline? Why not name him the offensive coordinator? What the hell is going on with Mario? Let's go, bro. <laughs> I mean, you want well, a badass listen, recruiter. Uh, Brian, hey, Hartline's- Brian Hartline's a pain in our ass right now. Come on. Well, it's, I, I would venture to say so is Ohio State, right? I mean, Ohio State pretty much. Uh, yeah, yeah, when, but, when if we get, but if we get rid of Brian year? Hartline from them and Adam here, that weakens Ohio State. Because right. uh, JoJo also is considering Ohio State in your article. So, you know, I'm watching that. And I'm going, damn, yes. dude. You know, come on, Hartline, <laughs> bro. What is wrong with you? This is just this is not good, bro. We got to get – we got to – I don't know. Can we just can Listen, we can he, we kidnap his ass or something? I, I that'd be the uh, ideal trick to end his reign. There's no question. That would be the the way to do it. But look, man, look. If you're a receiver and and Ohio State's putting out all these first rounders every single year, right? Garrett Wilson, we just saw got drafted. Uh, the kid with the Saints uh, also went to Ohio State. I mean, all these all these elite receivers just keep going to the NFL. That's the place to go. That's Brian Hartline's kicking everybody's ass. So. Uh, give him his kudos. Uh, you know, former Dolphin going on to do great things as an assistant coach in college, and I'm sure at some point he'll get his own uh, program to run. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. It's it's interesting, man. How he has, man, he has made an instant impact 
uh, as a coach, and he is becoming – he's become Mario Cristobal as a recruiter. Did you see him as that when he was with the Dolphins? Did he no. talk about wanting to get into coaching? No, no, I did Well, I mean – you know, you could tell that he he's a foot. You could tell he's a gym rat, right? When he was there. Now, did I know that he was going to become this kind of recruiter? No, not at all. But you could tell that he did have like that quality that like Zach has it too. But he doesn't want to be a coach, so it's different right. with with guys like Zach or even Dan Marino. Like Marino has a love for it, but he ain't going to be no coach. There's no way, you know, right. and, and I don't think Zach would ever spend his time coaching either. It would drive him crazy to have to coach people because I think he's one of those kind of athletes. But, Brian, you can tell that he was kind of a gym rat and a guy that wanted to be around the game. So you can see him being a coach, but I didn't get to see him enough here to learn about him, like, to that point, like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be a coach down the line. But, wow, dude. He has turned yeah. into just an absolute monster at the college football level. He 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 won't be there long. Somebody's going to give him that, you know that uh, that promotion that he's looking for, and he deserves. By the way, well, there's a few uh, ACC schools that uh, I'm sure will be making coaching changes here in the years to come. Uh, Boston College had a terrible year. I think he'd be a, a great fit at a place like Boston College. Um, you know, they hired a former Ohio State assistant uh, the last time. And uh, so I think, you know, he'll get his opportunity some, probably some point here around 2024, 2025. I think if you want that opportunity, if you're Brian Hartline after you've been at Ohio State, you also have to go, okay, I need to go somewhere where they also are going to give me the resources. And I'm not sure mm -hmm. that Boston College would be the place that gives you the resources that you need in order to be successful. Cause that's kind of part of the marriage. Yeah. It's nice to be a great recruiter, but you've also got to have the program. That's also going to provide what you need. So when you do recruit the guys, they also, they, you have all those elements that you need to kind of seal the deal. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, I, right. I don't know. I don't know going to Boston college, if that's going to be, you know, well, I mean, listen, if he's smart, he'd probably stay in the big 10. I mean, that's where exactly. all the money is that right. they're in the SEC. That's what I mean. So it just depends, you know, is it a school like Indiana? Would he go to a place like Indiana? You know, they've, they've kind of fallen off after being a bowl team for a couple of years. They've, they've kind of struggling now. Uh, there might be a coaching change in the future there. So to me, it's it, it'll probably be that kind of a program somewhere in the Midwest, somewhere in the Northeast um, that would give him that opportunity to make the jump from, from – I mean, look, he was just promoted to offensive coordinator. Yeah. So uh, – I think uh, he probably needs to put in a year or two at least there before he For makes sure. the jump. Yeah, I'm with you there. All right, what are you working on uh, over the weekend at the Athletics so folks can check you out, my friend? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, obviously it's the offseason, a lot of recruiting stuff. Um, I caught up with a quarterback target that Miami is pursuing, Aaron Oland. Great name, by the way, can you imagine? Uh, my starting quarterback for the Hurricanes, Aaron Oland. Um, Left-handed quarterback out of uh, Georgia, um, he's going to be a senior this coming season, um, through, I think for 54 touchdowns and like only four interceptions left-handed, uh, where's the number one, just like Tua, um, very accurate. I watched him play, not a, not a super strong arm, but great anticipation skills. And uh, I know he's among a, a list of quarterbacks that Miami's interested in. So there'll be something on him there. Uh, you know, just. The usual, oh, I mean, I'm always working on – I feel like I got my hands on like six different projects all the time, and it's just a matter of 
which one does the editor want first? You know, which one, which one is the most timely? So I think uh, from that perspective, and I'm sure I'll probably do something on Miami's new, uh, new coordinator, offensive coordinator. We just wrote a story earlier this week, uh, Bruce Feldman and I on, on uh, Lance Gidry, the defensive coordinator that's on the website to read. So uh, I'm sure there'll be a, uh, a version of uh, similar to Shannon Dawson. Yeah. I'm interested to see how he, you know, uh, molds his offense and, caters to I know what Mario's you know foundation is but then at the same time what you also need to do in today's you know college football to open things up a little bit more I'm really intrigued to see how he does it because I was so disappointed with Gaddis and the way he mishandled uh, uh you know the the Canes offense I thought uh this year all right follow him on Twitter at Manny underscore Navarro more importantly do what I do man Subscribe to The Athletic and support Manny and all the fantastic writers who give us all kinds of great insight every single day. Manny, as always, have a fantastic weekend, my friend. Appreciate you. All right, brother. You too. Take care. Thank you. Don't forget, go to caneswear.com. You order over $99 anywhere in the country, free shipping. They got anything and everything with the Canes logo. They've got Dolphin gear, Miami Heat gear, Miami Marlins gear, Inter-Miami gear, Florida Panthers Got all kinds of stuff. I mean, Brett is always working, bringing in stuff, and that's why that's why they're always growing, and that's why they're moving to another location right there in the same mall, uh, but it'll be to a bigger spot. They just get bigger and bigger and bigger, which is just absolutely beautiful and very proud of Brett and what he's been able to build out there. It's just a culture. It's, uh, it's service. They look out for you, the customer. No, they just do an awesome, awesome job when you're there at the store or if you're ordering online. Check it out. Over $99. It'll be free shipping. Caneswear.com. If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to. And that's Canesware at Miami Fanware in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. And open 24-7 online at Canesware.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Canesware, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. All right, all right. Appreciate it as always. Yes, sir. No, sorry. I had to close. I wasn't trying to get your oh. but I wanted to ask you a question because yes. I'm sure you probably didn't see this, but maybe you did. Did you see Tiger Woods opening round at the Genesis? Oh no, I did not. He uh, something he caught. Uh, I guess a cameraman caught. Uh, he outdrove Justin Thomas on one of the holes. Right. And he walks by Justin Thomas and hands him something. Right. And your girl. Um, oh, what's your, your golf girl? Uh, oh, Paige Sporanic. Paige Sporanic actually got onto it. And um, he so gave they, him tampons. He slid, he slid tampons to him after he outdrove him. And had a good laugh with Justin Thomas on the thing because the old man outdrove him. I'm not sure what the inside scene. I don't know. Nice of there, but they zoomed in. And you could see it was, and then she she responded on it. Now, she's come out and talked. So about what's it. the what's the what's the gist behind the tampon joke? I don't know. I don't know. You hit like a woman or something? Is that, that, that was kind of my I guess would be the only thing I could think of. Paige didn't expand on it. She just said, "I see what you like." You know, kind of like yeah you know, on there. But it was a good laugh for uh, for Tiger and Justin. So okay, there's definitely some. Uh, 
And if you want inside to, stuff, uh, you can bring Paige on to explain anything. I'll see if I can reach out to her. Let me check yeah, it out. Yeah, I mean, she, she's more than welcome to come on the show and, you know, help us out, man. You know? So I'm looking forward to that. If you, you want to bring on, uh, on Paige, I got no problem with that, man. We are in the KSDT CPA offices. And here in, in uh, Dadeland, by the way, we got three offices. We got one in Weston, and we got another one in West Palm Beach. And we got one coming in North Carolina for you fans out there. So we will tell you when, when uh, we're in North Carolina soon. And, of course, you see uh, we've got a uh, uh, bring up the, uh, the, the logo there. Uh, if you need to do your taxes, folks, it's really simple. All you got to do is now focus in right there, and you can uh, hit it, and you can call today, find out. We're doing our business and our, and our personal taxes here with KSDT. You can do it too, man. Dade Broward and Palm Beaches. So reach out. There's the phone number, 305-670-3370. That's 305-670-3370. And uh, is Jeffrey's ready? Is Jeffrey out there? Jeffrey Terabolis, by the way, of course, managing partner of KSDTCPA. And, you know, he's, uh, he's a little bit of a racing nut. Just a little bit. You know, he's just a little bit of a fan. And he is there in Daytona right now. How you doing, my man? You doing all right? Good. How you doing? I can't complain, man. Where you, are you at the pits now? Where are you at right now? I am actually in the hauler. We have these big trucks, you know, to haul the, the, the vehicles and stuff and where all the equipment is stored. And so I'm in, I'm in the front part of the cabin of the hauler where uh, the drivers kind of hang out before the race and stuff like that. So you're in the AC is what you're saying, basically. Yes. It's a little loud out there. So I figured I'd do the majority of this from in here and then I'll take you guys out for a little tour and show you outside because it's a little loud outside. Yeah, I would imagine probably hot and loud also because i'm sure they've got the uh the cars and is the testing going on now is there any is there any uh, testing going on right now so right now what we're doing is we're working on the cars and we're going through inspection all the cars are going through inspection okay uh inspection all day and then later on in the afternoon they'll they'll be going uh they'll be get on the track for practice get a feel for the track what is there anything different about about the track this year from last year nope daytona is the same old daytona you know okay. it's, it's a Drafting style race, you know, all the cars get together really, really close and, and draft from each other. And it's just being in the right place at the right time. You know, um, when you draft like this in these races, you know, there tends to be a lot of accidents. I don't know if anybody saw the duel last night. Last night we had uh, the first and second duel race, which was a qualification for the Cup Series in the Daytona 500. Joey Logano won the first race in the first duel. And uh, Eric Amarola, uh, South Florida guy, you know, uh, won the second race. After a very big wreck in the second race, uh, Kyle Busch was leading the race, being pushed by Daniel Suarez, and Daniel pushed a little too hard, and uh, Kyle hit the wall, and it wrecked a bunch of cars behind him as well. Yeah, yeah, I saw the uh, the highlights of uh, of that as as always. Um, I hung out with Logano in little in little Havana years. Yep. Ago. He was making mojitos. I yeah. remember that. Was you remember that? Remember that? Yep. Yeah, he was he was a good sport about all that stuff. So it was uh, right. that was a cool thing that we did. I, I wish we would do more of that actually, because I think that's actually a really cool you know crossover. Uh, you know, funny because a lot of people don't like the guy on the track, but you, as you know, because you met him, what a nice guy. I mean, the yeah. guy is a class guy, yeah. family man, 
good person. I mean, he's a really nice person. Yeah, most of the most of the racers are, are really cool dudes. I've had, uh, you know, obviously there's always going to be a jerk or two in anything. But in general, actually, race car drivers are pretty good dudes. It's kind of, uh, it reminds me a lot of uh, hockey players. That most yep. of the hockey players are just down-to-earth people. You know what I mean? Yep. Of course, you're going to have a jerk or two in every bunch. You know what I'm saying? But uh, auto racing and, and hockey, they're, they've got some just real down-to-earth dudes more often it, than it's not. funny because, you know, you see these guys on TV and, you know, things they do on the track or, or wherever, it gives you this idea that they're, like, not a good person. And then when you meet them in person, they just totally t- – it's, it's funny how it just completely changes your attitude for the TV persona versus – the in-person persona. Yeah, no, I'm w- I'm with you there. And by the way, walk people through the the hell they got to go through in a race because, man, they they've got to stay hydrated, but at the same time, you know, you, you know bathroom breaks, uh, being in that suit the entire time, just you know, it's it's not an easy thing. Yeah, day of a race, you'll see almost every driver with either Gatorade in their hand, power, you know, some kind of drink like that and a lot of these guys drink pedialyte too they're doing pe- drinking pedialyte all day long to stay hydrated you know so because it's 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 wearing you know these big a race like this you know 500 miles um a lot of laps you know in a hot car you know you're lucky sometimes if if if, if your air conditioning doesn't break in the car you know they get a little air and it comes through you know through the car and gets into their helmets and, and stuff like that but sometimes that stuff doesn't work very well and and it's it's you know these guys get out of the car ready to drop sometimes so uh, what what's the what are we looking forward to this weekend for KSDT? What car are we rooting for? So uh, you know we sponsor JD Motorsports, mm-hmm. uh, Bailey. Curry. So we're looking forward to you know Bailey Curry having a good run. We'll be our first race with a full car wrapped with uh, Bailey will be California, um, and then from California we're going to go to Las Vegas. So uh, we have those first two races. Um, uh, obviously, we're going to do Homestead again this year. But uh, the other two races, we're not 100% sure. Probably going to do Charlotte because of the fact that we're going to be opening an office in North Carolina this year. Um, and then the other race, we still haven't chosen which race we're going to do. You know, looking to see if any of my clients want to go to a race, you know, trying to make it, you know, client-friendly, I guess, you know, and, and bring clients out. And by, by, by the way, your, your favorite podcast wants to, wants to go. We, we, we wouldn't mind being in Vegas or, you know, covering any of these races. So just so you'll know, you're – your favorite show would like to go on the road too and, and cover these events. Okay. March fourth and fifth, I'll be in Vegas for uh, for the Vegas race, and we'll be having a full sponsored car. Your problem, Big O, is you work too much, man. No, we don't work enough, right? As as, <laughs> I, I think it's we don't work enough. Actually, no. <laughs> it's funny oh, because man. it's funny because March fourth is the day I come back from the combine. Yeah, <laughs> from the, the NFL combine. Have a little bit more time now. Yeah, yeah. Well, although I'm at the combine uh, that yeah. week, so you know, it's like, okay, well, I got to cover. You know, the football off season is also another monster too. It's 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 really amazing how how it's turned out that way. So, is Bailey ready? Feels good. Bailey, Bailey, you know, he gets his hands dirty, man. He's out there in the garage. He's helping out, doing stuff. You know, he's not like your other type of drivers. And then, you know, Sunday, I'm rooting for Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch is a good friend of ours in the firm. Um, you know, he's in a new car with a new team with, uh, with uh, Richard Childress now instead of being with uh, Joe Gibbs and, you know, in a Chevy now instead of a Toyota. Uh, you know, unfortunately, car looked really good yesterday. He was leading the race, you know, 
uh, you know, 35 laps in and before he had an accident. So I have high hopes for Kyle on Sunday to, to do well. Okay, that's uh, I'm looking forward to that. And so you, you just kind of uh, glazed over the news because we've talked about the North Carolina office. So uh, what, is, is there a target date or a target area of, uh, of the year where that might be open? So typically, Big o, we, we go into new markets with, you know, acquiring or merging with another firm, you know, looking for a sure. older CPA hire and doesn't really have a, a way to kind of pass on his business to his staff. Um, so we were in negotiations with two different firms. Nothing has been able, you know, nothing, we haven't been able to close anything yet. We do have one employee there in North Carolina already. So she's working from home for now. So it just doesn't make sense to open up an office for her yet until we get some more people there. So she'll be, we do have someone there, uh, just going to open that office as soon as I can get some more people in an office. Okay. All right. And by the way, we are hiring here, right? In Dave Broward and Palm Beach counties, KSDT CPA is also, uh, looking for, uh, for a few more good employees, right? I'll be honest with you, we're hiring anywhere in the country because uh, we'll hire remote employees. We'll take anyone, uh, wherever they are, to work for us. Uh, we're just looking for qualified people that want to have a really good culture. Uh, I think you see the culture there. Guys yeah. there playing yeah. in the kitchen there in front of you. Hopefully they haven't made, been too loud there. Oh, no, no. And, and you know what? I always tell them because they worry about playing foosball in front of me while I'm on. I'm like, you guys can go play foosball all you want. It won't It won't affect the show whatsoever, so go ahead and all that. That usually happens. So far, they have not crowded around yet to like, you know, like you can tell when they want to play foosball. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, man, go ahead and play foosball. It doesn't, I mean, I've done shows in strip clubs. I mean, you know, <laughs> once you have the headphones on and the mic and it's directional, it's not really picking up all the outside sound. It's only really picking up directly what's going on in the voice. The outside stuff is heard in the background, but it's not really, you know, it doesn't really get in the way. So, you know, I told them go because then I can do a little play-by-play -play at the same time and have a little fun there with you. Go. You know what I'm saying? There's competitions in the office. They have teams and stuff, and they, they meet regularly to play these competitions. So, uh, you know, we have a stock kitchen there, beautiful kitchen with full of food. Um, we have a really good atmosphere. You know, it's not all about just working, working, working. Oh, no. You know, it's, you, got, you spend more time at work than you do anything else in your life. So you got to enjoy where you are and enjoy the people you're working with. And that's what we try to preach. I want to move into this kitchen. I mean, that's basically what I want. I could just live in this kitchen right here. I'm be, be nice and comfortable. I got giant TVs. I got a foosball. I got couches. I got all yeah. kinds. I got food. I got, uh, you know, all, multiple uh, microwaves. There's refrigerators. There's all kinds of stuff. See, that's the thing. If you want to apply at KSDT, you know, Jeffrey just told you they can hire you anywhere in the country. But, boy, you are going to be jealous if you're living in Montana working for a KSDT and you don't get to enjoy this kitchen. I'm yeah. telling you, this is this is what it's all. There, look at that. Well, I tell you what, if look we just that, open up the book office. Look, look at that. Look, look, look at the presentation, yeah. the things that they do there for you. us here. We I'll tell just you. opened up the new Boca office uh, last week, and you should see how beautiful that is. Uh, that's even nicer than the two offices we have. Oh well, yeah. Well, by the way, when are we doing a show in the Boca office? Anytime you want. We got plenty of space. We got to fill up that office. We don't have enough people in there right now, so we're looking for a lot of FAU students okay. to join us there at the Boca office. There you go. So if you guys are looking for uh, work, man, KSDT CPAs. And by the way, we've got now uh, our personal and business taxes. We got the dates coming up. What are the important dates that we got to know? So there's actually a date from last year that's still out there uh, for anybody to know. So anyone that hadn't filed their 21 tax return, you can still file your tax return and not get a penalty because of Hurricane uh, Ian and I think it was Nicole. 
So the IRS extended the deadline to March 15th of this year for someone to get to file their tax return. So we're still working on 21 returns for some people that couldn't get their returns in. Um, uh, so we're doing that. And then you have your March 15th tax deadline for S corporations and partnerships. And then your April 15th tax deadline for personal returns and, um, and corporate returns. Now we can extend those things. So the corporate and personal returns would be extended to October 15th and the uh, S corporation returns and the partnership returns would be extended to September 15th. Okay. But I don't think I'll need any extensions. Even though you That's get an extension, it. though, you can still, still make payment by April 15th. The IRS wants their money by April 15th, no matter what. Well, they'll, they'll get my money because they always get my money. But <laughs> what else What else are they going to do? Although the good thing is, all I did was buy and huddle all year. So all those service fees, I'm going to be able to write them off because, boy, I got <laughs> nailed with this shit ton of service fees in 2022. But... It was a beautiful year to hodl, man. You see how the crypto market is bouncing back? Strong, yeah, brother. Strong. Yep, absolutely. Are you believing it? Do, because I got to tell you, Jeffrey, I thought we were still going to go through some some hell for the first six months, seven months or something. I thought maybe by July, August, we would really start to take off. I've been surprised by the turnaround in the stock market and also in, uh, in the crypto market. Although... I, I, I wish these other these other Fed chairs would shut the hell up, and you know they they fudded the market yesterday. Well, maybe we need to be even more aggressive and all that, and higher more you know or more more rate hikes. And like the stock market freaked out last yesterday on that, and yeah. and, and and even the crypto market went down a little bit. Now Bitcoin's back up over twenty four k again, and uh, it'll probably get back to twenty five again. But it's it, it's kind of weird right now. Are you believing this run, or is this uh, what we call a, uh, a, a what what a fake bull run? Uh, what do you what do you how are you looking at it? We're still going to have some some headwinds in both the stock market and in crypto, and I think more like when these numbers start coming a little bit better that we're tackling inflation. I mean, right now just wage inflation is huge, and that's that's affecting everything. So I think once you know. Once some of that settles down, I think everything will start heading upwards. I mean, now's a good time to buy. You don't just buy everything in one shot, you know? Little by little, you know, buy the dips. DCA, DCA. You'll be, yeah, you'll be, you'll be in good shape in the future. I, and, and I'm with you because I think the way we're going to go, I still think we're going to get higher highs and higher lows, but I think we're going to go like this, you know, yeah. that where, where you're going, like yesterday, you hit, you hit 25 and boom, went back right down to 23.7. Now it starts to climb back up again. And so now you, you won't get a lower low. You're going to get a higher low, but you're still going to get your ups and downs. I don't think it's going to be all parabolic. You know what I mean? I, I'm I, not going into a lot of money, but I'm buying it every dip I can. Exactly. Exactly. I, I mean, I kind of already, like, I, I, I was lucky. Last couple months, I... Man, I, I stacked it up. So I, I did well. I kind of hit the bottom, you know, really yeah. well. And so now, now, at least on the crypto side, I'm not buying nearly as much because I got a lot of it low. I'm still buying a little Bitcoin because that, that's never going to hurt. You know, actually, the one that's really a bargain still is Ethereum because yeah. Ethereum has not made its run yet. And to yep. me, that is one like, you know, Polkadot starting to make its run. It's still at a really good bargain. I, I really think, uh, I think Cardano's an absolute steal right now still. It went up to 41 cents, but it went back down to 38, 39 yesterday. 
And, and to me, I think Cardano is going to be a monster down the line, and it still has a lot of room to grow. So there's still like VeChain, I still think, is a really good bargain right now. I don't think Avalanche is over overpriced, around $17, $18 right now. I still think it has a, a big run to come. So you're right. There are still some things that you can DCA in and and really gain a lot of value because a lot of this stuff is still down 60 70 80 percent from its previous highs absolutely absolutely yeah so it's very interesting times very interesting times yeah it is it is uh did you take advantage of the tesla dip because that was a sweet dip down to like 105 106 and whoever took advantage of that brother is they already doubled their money my sad face here, I don't know if it shows you the answer to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had a lot, you know, I own a Tesla. I have a Model I know. S Plus. Yeah. And uh, I had so much money in Tesla stock that I just didn't have the guts to put more in, to be honest with you. And I am totally regretting it now. Yeah. Totally regretting it. Yeah, because it's a, it's a money stock, man. It's an Amazon. It's an Apple. It's just one of those where, you know, uh, I know he has his wacky ways at times, but he's a freaking genius. And, and eventually his company will move forward. I mean, they were the number one, you know, they were the number one car company this past year. Number yeah. one, period. Not number one electric. Just, they were the number the one stuff, car company. Okay. The stuff you do with Twitter scares me that it's going to have some backlash on Tesla. And that, that's one of the reasons I need to put more money in now. Yeah. Um, it, it comes down a little bit more. I'm definitely a buyer of Tesla. It, it's weird because he says he votes, he's voted pretty much Democrat every time. I think he said he voted Republican once. He says he's um, uh, uh, an independent, kind of moderate. But a lot of the stuff that he was saying was, you know, a lot of hard right stuff. And the problem is that, dude, probably your, your, uh, your, 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 uh, the people that are buying your cars are probably more on the left side. So you were kind of pissing off the people that are buying your cars almost. And so, yeah, I get what you're saying, that it, it, it was kind of weird. The stuff that he was spewing was kind of going against what his customer base probably is. So it was yep. just kind of a weird dynamic. But eventually people will say... You know, I'll use this as an example. Chick-fil-A got into some hot water years ago about their hiring and if they are, you know, LGBTQT friendly and all that kind of stuff. But in the end, people still said, Chick-fil-A sandwich is so damn good. I'm going to get in that line and I'm going to make the line and I'm going to buy my, my sandwich. And I think it's the same thing that, yeah, the guy might say wacky this, that, but Tesla's still a great vehicle. I'm still going to go buy you know, the vehicle. So I think eventually the product still shines through when it's all said and done, whether it's Chick-fil-A or whether it's Tesla. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly what's, what's going to happen with Tesla. I'm waiting for all that noise to die down and people forget and, and hopefully the stock comes, comes, comes back. You know? Yeah, you know, hey, 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 listen, everybody forgot that Rick Sanchez was hanging out with San Pedro and he went on to have a career <laughs> after that. You know what I'm saying? So the, the, the public has a very, very short memory. I don't, but the public has a very short memory, you know, but that's just kind of, you know, the, the, the way it goes. <laughs> anyway, all right, so, so, so you're going to give us a cruise? Uh, you're going to yeah. show us a little bit of the... I'll t uh, this is the, the the room in here that I'm in. It's uh, say hi to Cindy there. Hi. Cindy's uh, Bailey Curry's manager. She came in to get his race suit and helmet. Hello, Sydney. We have a photo shoot. So we're gonna go do a photo shoot with a case of the helmet. So nice. This, uh, this is the hauler here. They've seen the helmet. Yeah, they've seen the helmet. 
Yeah, so, the helmet's badass. The all the equipment is. And uh, I don't know if you can see right above me. That's the car. That's the backup car right there. Okay. All right. So, don't know if you can see it. Here, yeah, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> Which way, Jeff? <laughs> so right there, you can see the car up there. Uh, that's the backup car up there. Nice. Here's our, here's our hauler driver here, Brian. What's up, so, Brian? Uh, so this is where we're coming out of the hauler here. Got the backup car up there. And all the cars now are headed to inspection. So, uh, and th cars. this is where they have the car, and then they stack the tires next to it, and they inspect the tires and everything else, right? They, they, they're pushing the cars through inspection right now. There's one car here still that hasn't gotten to inspection yet. Don't know if you can see that. Okay. Uh, and this is the garage area. So all, those are all the garages where they work on the cars. And uh, and uh, I'll take you to the inspection area where some of the cars are going through inspection. They're all lined up here. Um, and one by one going through and trying to pass inspection here. That is inspection. It's very cool. And, and, and you know what, Jeff? Uh, tell people, what does a car run for? Like, like how much does a car cost, each car? What do they go for? Uh, it, it all depends. Different teams put different amount of money in a car, you know? Average. Um, I, can tell you what sponsorship, I can tell you what sponsorship goes for. <laughs> um, that is quite expensive. So, uh, uh, so here we are. Um, let me show you here. This is the, where NASCAR does their inspection. Since the cars are are being weighed here and measured and and all kinds of stuff like that. And, uh, they're making adjustments to the cars and stuff. And, and uh, this is the inspection process here. I love it. Say hi to Bailey Curry here. There What's up, Bailey? What's up, baby? Win that race, man. Win that race. That's the plan. There you go. So, Good luck, baby. Kick ass. This is the car this weekend that Bailey will be running in. So they're they're next to go in line here to go to, to go to inspection and uh, check out all the they, they check out underneath the car. They check out inside the, the hood. They check in the trunk. They check everything out. And uh, do do they sure do they test Bailey for steroids? <laughs> well, there is random drug testing in NASCAR, so. So, uh, so you can't juice. You can't drivers juice. I'll get called in once in a while for a random drug test. So you can't juice. You can't take any steroids. Is that what it is, nope. or what, what are they testing? I, no, seriously, what are they testing for? Ah, uh, for mostly drugs. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I doubt I doubt steroids are going to help you in a race. Um, all of us with with these uh with these hard cards, we're all subject to random drug testing. Okay. Well, yeah, that, that is, that, that's understandable. Like I, I was saying, you got frozen for a second there. Steroids aren't going to help you in a race. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Hey, Jeffrey, man, thank you for, uh, for taking some time and giving us a treat there, man. Uh, checking no out the, uh, checking out the, the, uh, the pits there and, uh, and the testing. I appreciate it as always. And remember KSDT CPAs hiring. Dade, Broward, Palm Beach, and even in North Carolina. And you don't even have to live in those areas. You can actually work remotely, too. So reach out to the great people here at the KSDT CPA offices if uh, you're looking for work. And, of course, if you want to do your taxes for your business, your home, they can help you in so many ways. They can help your business grow, too. They're helping our business grow. 
Please call the people here at KSDT CPAs. Jeffrey, thank you, my brother. Enjoy the races this weekend. You be safe out there. Thank you. Have a good one. You got it, baby. Be good. There you go. Jeffrey Tarabolis, man. KSDT CPA offices. How about that? That's a cool little thing, huh? To get a, uh, a, a tour of the uh, pits. That is awesome. And those cars probably go for three, four, five hundred thousand dollars, right? More than that, you think? More than that? I think the engines alone are are half a million. Or half a million, yeah. yeah. Let, me, let me look that up. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's probably big, 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 big money. Uh, Knight, thank you by the way for a super chat. He said, "Doesn't matter." Just wondering if you knew about the Emmett stuff. Thank you. Appreciate you, Griffin Gaming. Taxation is extortion. Yeah. You know, that's kind of, listen, let me tell you something. It, it, the, I can live with the taxes, okay? We have to pay for things. So I can live with the taxes. What I don't want to live with is the mismanagement of the money, like that $1.7 trillion mess that the Democrats just passed, okay, and that the Republicans agreed to because they probably did their own dirty work behind the scenes on it. So, but I know that there's a whole bunch of misspending there. My problem is you're destroying the dollar. You're de that, that's my real problem. I can deal with the taxes. You know, I'll pay my fair share just like you should, like we all should. I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with you mismanaging the rest of our economy and misusing our taxes, obviously, too. You know, because you mismanage everything. So to me, that's what I have a real problem with. That's why I'm such a Bitcoin advocate because I see what's going on with our dollar. I see what's going on, how you buy less and less and less. That's why I told you, if you would have put $1,000 on Bitcoin at 16500 you would have $1,500 right now. Okay? It only goes up. The money only goes up on Bitcoin. It doesn't go down. It went from zero to 67000 which no asset class has ever done that. And yeah, it came back down because it was too much of a parabolic rise. And now it's leveled off. And it's still at $24,000. What the hell increases like that? Nothing. That's why I keep to, that's why I'm such a Bitcoin maxi. You know, it's like, uh, that's, I'm, to me, that is what's going to help all. Do you see what happened in Nigeria? They're, they're burning down a bank because they closed it down. They couldn't get their money. You see what happened in, uh, what was it, Serbia? Same thing. Rioting because they closed down the bank account, they, the banks, because they control it. Do you think they really have your money in the bank? No. They owe so much, they don't have all our They can't give you all your money all at once. They'll never be able to do it. And they know it. That's why they ship it out to reserves. And then the reserves are the ones that are controlling everything. It's just, you know, it's brutal, dude. Brutal. Yes, sir. Car prices are actually cheaper than I thought. You're, you're about right. Uh, two hundred to 600000 for a Cup Series car, which is the higher level. Okay. The engines are only 100000 I thought the engines were more than that. Only? And then the uh, yeah, trucks and Xfinity here, cars. You, you need one of those? Uh, yeah, I thanks. Them. I appreciate it. It's probably just whipping your wallet out there. 100000 um, The trucks and the Xfinity cars, which are the cars you were just seeing there, Run about a hundred to two hundred thousand before costs. Okay, but that doesn't—that's just to get the car. 
Yeah, so it's probably in the three running, to five hundred range. Then, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's probably in the three to five hundred range, like what I thought. And then okay. you can soup them up in right. different parts. And I bet the Indy cars are the ones that are probably pushing closer to a million. Yeah, those in the F ones. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Those things are probably pretty, you know, pretty whack. Uh, what they're spending on that stuff there. Because technically, these are stock cars. So right. You know. Griffin Gaming, thank you, sir, for the love on the super chat. Very strong there. Wow. Obviously, the mismanagement is a major problem. But to me, I just find it incredibly appalling that the government forces you to incriminate yourself and hand over a bunch of private documents for the crime of working. If you don't incriminate yourself, you go to prison. I know it's just it's, you know, it's a screwed up situation. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. Uh, and a lot of the stuff that they do is just. <laughs> and if you allow certain people to take control, they will even take more control. Uh, Daniel Barrasso, Borrasso, Borrasso. Big old longtime listener. I'm a little behind, but I feel like they should have divided NBA salaries by games and pay them only for the games they play. NBA isn't load managing season ticket prices. <laughs> They'll never do that, my brother. They'll never do that. The players aren't going to commit to that. They want, they, that's like, you know, that's like telling your kid that, you know, uh, you can, um, let me see, let me, let me how, how would I phrase it that this is a way of telling your kid that, God, to easy get away with something. Oh, uh, Oh, well, if, if you sleep in today, I'll let you stay up for the next four nights. Yeah, of course they'll do that. Now, I can't let you sleep in. I mean, I can't let you stay up every day because you haven't done your homework or something like that. You know, then it all gets, you know, kind of crazy because now they've got to pay the price of homework in order to stay up. And that might be something that they may not even be willing to do. You know what I'm saying? So this is like... Yeah, no, we'll pay you, but you don't have to show up for all the games. Oh, I can get away with that? Okay, great. Uh, let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Alan is watching. He says, you need to visit our new Boca Raton office that we just opened, 951 Yamato Road. I'm ready, Alan. I hope you feel better, my brother. I know he's a little under the weather. So uh, that's why he's not here today. If not, he would be here with us hanging out. So miss you, Alan. Appreciate you, my brother. And we are ready to do a show in Weston and in, and in West Palm. Whenever you guys want, we will, we will head up there. I'll probably pick Sean up that day, and then we'll head. He says, yeah, we need to get a hotel. <laughs> Ah, uh, Nerdsworth says, we have sent $200 billion to Ukraine. Thank God the money wasn't used to improve the railroad infrastructure. Well, they've had that. They've, that's been there for decades, my brother. That's multiple presidents. That has nothing to do with one president. See, that's the problem, Poindexter. If you're, if you're trying to use this as a weapon to pick on one side, sorry, brother. That, that's going to fall weakly here. I'm not here to defend the Democrats. But I'm not here to defend the Republicans either, okay? So 
our roads, our bridges, and all that stuff. Apparently, this $1.7 trillion deal, a lot of it, if you haven't noticed, you know, see, Nerdsworth, my problem is, do you follow politics? Because McConnell and Biden were together uh, recently at a a bridge, I think it was, and you know they also uh, got the improvements for the Golden Gate and for like th- th- this is actually part of it, okay? So this is actually the big plan that has actually put money into infrastructure, okay? The last guy talked about it but never did it, just like he talked about a new health plan and he never did it. See, some of you, you don't follow jack shit. You run your mouth and you don't know anything that's going on in the world, okay? I'm not a Biden guy, but he's actually doing stuff for the infrastructure. Yeah, he's actually doing it, but all that stuff, now it comes, and this happens, these two disasters. Well, the, well, the one in, in Michigan apparently is not near, there was no, no spillage of chemicals like there was in Ohio, but these disasters happen and now you've got to do something about it. But we've known that we needed our bridges, our roads and railroads and everything improved. That's been going on for decades. So don't blame one. And by the way, feeding uh, Ukraine, the world feeding Ukraine is actually smart. The last thing you want is for Russia to take over Ukraine and then also affect Europe. That would be worse. So it's actually a positive to do that. That's actually, I'm not a Biden guy, but that's actually an indirect way and a very smart way. The ruble's gone down, they're selling less gas, they're getting weakened. So that's what's happening. Some of you out there, nerds worth, you really don't follow. You just run your mouth and you want to blame a side and you really don't know what the hell you're talking about. But hey, Thanks for watching and participating. Uh, oh, speaking of uh, badass cars, what was yours and Sean's first ride? Mine was a Fiat Strada. Yikes. Mine, I, dude, I can't complain. My dad, rest in peace. He was, you know, uh, a golden man uh, and deserved to live a lot longer than 51. Um, he got me a Mustang Mach 2 as my first car, um, the, the, the square back, and, and it was painted beautifully red with a black stripe, uh, had a, what a 302, whatever is a, what it normally comes with. That's a badass car for your first car, right? I mean, that's, that's a pretty cool car. So I, my dad spoiled me uh, when I was a kid. So uh, I had a really, I, I can't complain, dude, I was spoiled, so. I, I had a Chevy Chevette. Okay. <laughs> Which I, we took it to, at the time, Mako, because they did the paint right, jobs. yeah. And they let me pick out the color. And I saw this blue color, and I was like, I want it to be that. And he said, just so you know, it's not going to look just like that when you pick up the car. Does, when it hits the, the body, it's not going to look. And I was like, that's eh, fine, fine. So I pick it up, and I walked by my car because I didn't realize that was the color. I had a Smurf blue 1984 Chevy Chevette, which we called the Smurf Mobile. Nice. And I put speakers in the back, and we rode out <laughs> down the awesome. strip, down to Fort Lauderdale. There you go. I love it. A Chevy Chevette. There you go. That's a classic. Thanks, Dad. 
That is a classic. So, yeah, I had a good car for my first car. I can't complain. Ray says, so NBC will be out any sports anchors. Refresh my memory. Has that happened? Bro, they don't care about sports on television. It's like, uh, you know, it's like a redheaded stepchild. You know, it's just, it's casted aside. You know? So, yeah, no, not a big deal. Um, let's see. GM 305. Is Formula One in Miami this year? Anyone knows? Yeah, they, they will have yeah. it in. Uh, May 5th through the 7th. I looked it up when I saw the comment. Yeah, at the stadium. Yeah, it'll be there. May 5th through the 7th. Tickets yep. are on sale. Yep, yep, yep. Awfully quiet in here all of a sudden. Why is it? I follow so deeply that I, dig I digress and share nothing. <laughs> uh, let's see. You were only a kid, I guess. Oh, so you were spoiled. Yes, I was. I was spoiled. I was an only child. Um, I had divorced parents. Um, they were constantly fighting over me. Uh, which was the worst experience ever of my life. Um, and, um, you know, um, it was just, a, I, I had a I had an um, ugly childhood in the sense of my parents um, constantly fighting and doing all kinds of crazy shit uh, against each other. And then I was the tool in the middle. But I, di I was spoiled in the process. My dad did get me anything that I needed. So, um, although he always made me work while I was like, while he give me any, anything, I always had a job. Like he would be pissed at me if I didn't have a job. So I always had a job. Cause he always said, I'll give you whatever you need, but I need you to know the value of money. So you've got to work for yourself to make sure. So that's, it's probably why I am what I am nowadays. Well, I am a workaholic because I've always worked. I was, I've been working since I was a kid with a Miami news route. And, you know, that's when I was like 12 and 14 and 13 and all that, that I would have the paper route. And so, yeah, uh, I was spoiled, but I always worked. That's, that's for sure. Because uh, he, would, he would tell me, I'll give you money for what you need, uh, gas or if you need a car, if you need clothes. But if you want to go out and take a girl out, you need your own money. You know? Oh, you want to go to a concert? You need your own money. And so then I would have a job so I could pay for concerts or concert shirts or if I wanted to go out with a girl or something like that. So he would give me the necessities and, and top-notch necessities, okay? Like if I needed clothes, I would go get whatever I had to get, top, top of the line, you know, in those days. Whatever it was that kids were wearing, I wore, and if I needed a new pair of Dr. J's, he got them for me. But if I needed to go out and do extra stuff, that's when he would say, where's your money? Oh, Valentine's Day's coming up, you gotta buy a, a, your girlfriend, a, you got a job? You know, that, that's what he would say. That's how, that's how he separated church and state. You know what I mean? So yes, I was very, very spoiled, but I was also taught what work was all about. And, and that he never allowed me to feel comfortable in that sense. So it didn't matter if I was working at Playworld or Black Angus or a gas station or, God, what's the name of those, those clothes stores that I worked at in Westline Mall and in Omni? I forgot the name of it now, but, um, you know, I always had a job. Always had a job since I was a, a youngin. It's always been my thing. Oh, what's your first concert, and how old were you? Oh, God. 
a while ago. Uh, we're ready to go, right, Scott Pianowski? Scott Pianowski's ready to go. Let me, let me stop uh, ranting. Uh, let's get hour number three ready. Scott Pianowski with our Sports Grill Miami Dolphins and NFL report. There's no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123. That's 888-776-5123. Or visit them at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to. And that's Caneswear at Miami Fanware in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. And open 24-7 online at Caneswear.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. Oh, I think I know what this is. Houston, we have a package. Hello? No matter where you are, the Sloman Shield Home Security System guards your home. With next-gen perimeter protection, 24-7 monitoring, and interior motion sensing. And right now, Get a free Sloman Shield security system and doorbell camera, all professionally installed, for free. Shield your world, the Sloman Shield. When you move, you need a reliable company led by passionate folks, eager to assist its customers during a transitional process that needs to be smooth. Call Essential Moving Experts at 844-368-5750 for all your local and long-distance moving needs. You can rely on Essential Moving Experts. Mention the Big O Show and get $150 off. Family-owned and operated, they offer free 30-day storage, full-service moving, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Moving was never so easy. EssentialMovingExperts.com Welcome to Red Light Therapy. A revolutionary technology perfected by NASA to aid in muscle strengthening and recovery. Red and infrared light has the capacity to penetrate deep into the cell's mitochondria, potentially leading to increased energy, faster recovery, and the optimal performance your body demands. Train. Fight. Recover. For over... For over 16 years, EJDConstruction.com has provided South Florida residents quality craftsmanship, accurate project management, and exceptional service. That's why EJDConstruction.com is an A-rated member of Angie's List and the Better Business Bureau. When you're looking for the right custom home builder for additions or home remodeling, please call my friend Eric at 305-433-4843. That's 305-433-4843 for ejdconstruction.com
viewpoints, statements, or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, Media Group, Inc., ownership, management, sponsors, or website. While the NFL plans for the 2023 season, the Big O Radio Show keeps you informed by tracking everything from free agency, trades, draft, and all the news you can handle. It's the SportsGrill.com Dolphins and NFL Draft Report with Yahoo Sports' Scott Pianowski. There he is, locked and loaded and ready to go. How you feeling, Mr. Pianowski? I'm doing good. I, I yeah, I'm kind of regretfully. Um, I was really enjoying that last segment, you know, about about your childhood. A lot of stuff I didn't know about you, and then somebody asked about your first concert. I was really curious to hear what you said about that. Um, I could talk about me. This could be if you want to make this a music segment. We talk about music for the next twenty minutes. I mean, nothing would make me happier than that. And you couldn't rem- you couldn't remember the name of the place that you worked as a. Kid, I was like, did you work at Chess King or something? I was trying to think it of was, what clothing was, store you might work It at. wasn't Chess King. I do remember Chess King, but it was it was a it was they we, we had um branches in Westland Mall in Omni and there was another one in North Miami Beach. I worked in two of the locations, Westland Mall, and then they moved me over to the Omni location for a short amount of time there. And but I, I forgot the name of the place because yeah, I used to get a lot of my dress clothes there, and uh, I was able to, uh, yeah. you know, always uh, get employee, some, employee some discount. That's a big thing when you're a kid. What Huge. was the first concert you went to? The 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 first, mm-hmm. Boston Poco Doobie Brothers, and then uh, Van Halen uh, Fair <sighs> Warning Tour. Oh, yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, the Unchained, my favorite Van Halen song. I my first concert wasn't that good, although it wasn't bad. I saw Starship open for Night Ranger, and oh. and. Now, Jefferson Starship would have been great, or Jefferson Airplane. I saw Starship. They opened and closed with We Built This City, which is like, you look at any list of the worst rock and roll songs of all time. And in fact, even Grace Slick has walked away from that song. She's like, yeah, we wish we didn't record that. Yeah, but, I, I hate that song, actually. That's, yeah, everybody it, it, everybody does. It's like Billy Joel, We Didn't Start the Fire. Um, every time I go to a Billy Joel concert, that's when I go get my T-shirt. When, when he plays We Didn't Start the Fire... Uh, I, I you watch my ass get right up and walk over to go get my T-shirt because I don't make the line like everybody in a Billy Joe concert. A lot of times I, I'll go early and I'll make my line. I'll get my T-shirt in a Billy Joe concert. I know he's going to play that shit song because I love Billy Joe. But that one song, I can't stand. We couldn't start. I've reading. actually flipped on Billy Joe. I used to really like him. And then at one point I realized I didn't. I had a party. I saw a girl I didn't even know. I said, do you like Billy Joel? She goes, I love Billy Joel. I said, hang on one second. And I came back and gave her all my Billy Joel CDs. And the fact that they were CDs tells you how old this was. But I'm so jealous that um, that you saw Van Halen. A well, friend I saw of mine Van Halen talking, a shit ton of times. Yeah, a friend the of mine Van and I Halen. were talking about the greatest riffs of all time. And I think we came up with Unchained being the greatest riff there's a they have a live cd from tokyo yeah a few years ago and and david lee roth you know, his voice isn't any anything what it used to be yeah. but listen to just the first 35 seconds of unchained before roth even sings just yeah. eddie is just wailing away and the fact that i thought eddie van halen was going to live forever he obviously didn't we lost him a couple of years ago 
and that was that hit me and my friends really hard because he was our guy. You know, as much as I I have great reverence for you know Jeff Beck, we just lost, and Jimi Hendrix, and you know, the Rolling Stones are, are probably my favorite band of all time. But the guitar god that I grew up with was who where I, I saw all his albums come out, and and I looked forward to it. And when I was in eighth grade or tenth grade, every guy in in school wishes he was Eddie Van Halen, and every girl in school wanted to meet Eddie Van Halen. He was just the ultimate cool guy when okay. I was a teenager. So I, you never forget those formative of, those formative years and, and just, you know, what a God he was. From that first album, um, On Fire, is that's my favorite Van Halen song. And, and Eddie's guitar work in On Fire is just absolutely sick. Uh, that and Atomic Punk, actually. Are so many great songs. Two, two so, of the uh, two of uh, two of the songs that are like underrated. Under, those I are Diver, under the radar. I love Diver Down, which is a, an album a oh, lot yeah, of people yeah. don't talk about. Yeah, Hang Em High is one of my favorite songs. Ha Hang Em High, Little Guitars, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Diver Down is uh, is actually underrated. Uh, I do. I think so too. Where do you come down on the Hagar stuff? I, 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 at first I didn't like Van Hagar because I was so pissed that they, you know, broke up. For sure. But but Van Hager grew on me and I love it. And I love yeah, it. Well, I, and I, I ended up I ended up enjoying it. not more than the original, of course, because mm -hmm. I will always love that bluesy sound more than anything else. Cause Van see, David Lee Roth had a sound. He didn't have mm -hmm. a, a, a voice. He had a sound. You know, that's what it is. He didn't have a great voice or anything like that, but he had a sound that went perfect with that music. You know what I mean? And he's not the first of guys like that that they didn't really have a voice but they developed a sound you know i thought i thought kevin dubrow from quiet riot wasn't necessarily a great singer but he had a sound that went with quiet riot you know overall so you know to me that's that's where i i fell in love with that sound from van halen obviously halen's guitar is amazing i think michael anthony doesn't get Gross enough underrated. yeah yeah maybe maybe as a hard rock band it might be the greatest harmonies I've ever seen from a band. Okay, I'm not talking about unbelievable background vocals. Yeah, I'm not talking about the Eagles or Little River mm -hmm. Band or you know these Crosby, Stills and Nash. Yeah, mm -hmm. a, a Crosby, Stills. I'm not talking about the elite, you know, the elite, you know, uh, stuff when it comes to singing. But as a hard rock metal band. Halen might have been the the greatest background vocals I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I just, would love I would love to meet Michael Anthony and just tell them thank you. I, here's a guy who voted against his own interest to stay in the band you know and was as about as selfless as a rock star could be yeah because of the politics of what was going on in van halen and uh, the unbelievable background harmonies just just seems like a really great guy uh, running with the devil i think neil monk was the name of the guy he, he also died a few years ago he wrote a book he was their manager and uh told some great stories and i, and I agree with you on how i unpack van halen Van Halen with Roth is a legendary band, and David Lee Roth is a perfect frontman for that band. The best frontman ever. Van Hagar is a very good band. They're not Van Halen. No, no. Van, Van Halen is like on an untouchable pantheon level. Yes. You know, like an A, a plus band, and then you know the, the second version of the band is like an A minus or a B plus. You know, still a lot of good songs, but it's not Van Halen. Yeah, King Short's coming in with Mean Street. Yeah, it's uh, oh so good. Yeah, dun, yeah. that dun, that whole dun, album, dun, dun, Fair dun, Warning, dun. for me is just a phenomenal album. Just everything, one foot out the door, you name it. It's just a, a, a an incredible. What is it? Dirty movies, right? Is it Dirty mm -hmm. movies? 
um, that you know that whole album is just it goes under the radar. I think it's just one. Check of those... out that live version of Unchained. I've seen I, it. I, I keep seen I keep it. playing the first forty five seconds of it over and over again because Eddie just comes in like a friggin' avalanche. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, listen. Towards the end of their run, you know, I would go knowing that David can't sing, but I mm -hmm. but I I just wanted to get my ticket on the right side of the stage. Mm -hmm. Just so I can see, you know, Eddie Jam the 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 whole the entire night because that's what it that's what it became the last couple of tours. Hell, I went to I went to Jersey to go see them for that uh, that that last album that they came out with, and uh, and I drove and we flew up there and we and I knew that David couldn't sing, but it didn't matter to me. I was there to see Eddie and the rest of the band because, by the way, Alex and. Alex Van Halen doesn't get enough credit also as a drummer. Unbelievable. Just, just like the bassist, uh, Anthony doesn't get enough you know, credit as a, as a bassist for exceptional you know, talents in their for own sure. right. And, and, and Roth, for me, was the best frontman I've ever seen. Okay, not and the best cool, singer, cool not enough, even cool not enough even to be close. in the Sopranos, right? I mean, he's yes. in the Sopranos poker game. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's just he could move a crowd like I've never mm -hmm. seen before, and the athleticism that he had on stage with the swords and and the and the and the uh, staff or whatever he had as a prop, you know, when he when he arrived to your town, because mm -hmm. the dude was like a badass, bro. I mean, he yeah, was. I can only imagine what his knees and back are like today. Oh. You know, we think about like the prices football players pay. Uh, what, what was the price of David Lee Roth doing all those calisthenics on stage? Oh, he'll tell you. He'll tell you his hours. body is all all messed up now. Yeah, at this point. Be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, he'll he'll definitely tell you that. That's for sure. Uh, let's see what. Uh, okay. Anyway. Uh, so we we got a bunch of things going on. Uh, by the way, you're looking forward to Travis Kelsey on Saturday Night Live. How about that? I guess so. I, I wish kinda... I wish he'd lose this idea that the Chiefs are somehow you know, underrepresented yeah, or underrespected or something. Come on, everybody knows Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. Yeah. Nobody who, who's out there like oh I, I doubt Patrick Mahomes. I doubt Patrick, nobody. Travis Kelsey. Stop it. Nobody. I realize that's what every athlete does. The, slights or perceived slights they use it as fuel and and i and i get it but the chiefs are overdogs they're not under yeah maybe they're a one-point underdog in the super bowl obviously you and i both picked kansas city game could have gone either way yeah didn't like the way the game ended but well i guess bradbury grabbed him so it is so it goes but for for uh, I, I by the time like, we got halfway football dude by the time we got halfway through the season most of us were saying mahomes is the mvp for sure. What the hell are we talking about? I mean, give I me a stop, break, stop it. Dude. Stop it with this Patrick Mahomes is uh, you know, two MVPs, he's been to three Super Bowls, he's on every other commercial. And he's great. And I have nothing against Patrick Mahomes. Just let's not act like he's a some secret. Yeah. He's yeah. not some bar without a sign on front. You know, everybody knows Patrick Mahomes. Anybody he's, with a brain will tell you he's the gold standard at quarterback. He separated Period. himself. You, you can it's one of those things you can name a lot of number twos. You could you could give me Hertz, you could give me Josh Allen. You know, you, you can, we can argue. We can Joe argue. Burrow. We can have a discussion on it. Right. right. Look at the year. Look at the year two we just had. He let the NFL in a bunch of stuff. You know, I mean, there's a lot of guys who could be that number two. Mahomes is gonna, always going to be the number one until somebody knocks him off. And you know, Andy Reid is uh, is already in the Hall of Fame. They did it with the most average receiver room. G Juju, just yeah. just a guy right now. MVS was even in the Super Bowl. I don't remember doing doing a thing. No, no, I know it's it's that's the impressive part with them. Obviously, they're elite at tight end. But at wide receiver, they were definitely not special. But when you're special at quarterback, that's what makes the difference. And, you know, the whole team contributed there. Special teams had a monster return to give you pretty yep. much Tony. A, 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 a gift of a touchdown. The defense scored. 
So that, you know, when you're getting contributions from all phases of the game, this is why, you know, you end up as a Super Bowl winner. For sure. We, we said last week, we said, look, they're not going to stop the Eagles. You just have to disrupt them. And what did they do? They, they got a takeaway and it turned into a touchdown. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was enough to flip the game. That, that was the most important play of the game, you could argue. Let me ask you something. Um, uh, the Sean Payton story now, and now Rex Ryan is the leading candidate for defensive coordinator. Why is it, and I get he's a good coach, don't get me wrong now, why is it I think this is going to be a disaster in Denver? Which is when somebody's been out of coaching as long as Rex Ryan has been, it just makes you a little bit nervous, right? Has is, is anybody come back from a really long coaching? I mean, look, Joe Gibbs was amazing. Only Vermeil. Yeah, Vermeil's the Vermeil's only one. Vermeil's a good example of somebody, it did work out. But I, I just, when somebody's been out of the game so long, it just makes me a little bit nervous. No, I'm, I'm with you. But also Sean's cockiness. And it's just there's a, I don't know, there's something about this that, you know, it, it just, I don't know, man. It just doesn't, it does, you know, he had a lot of support in the Saints that people don't talk about in his front office, and they made a lot of good decisions that weren't necessarily his decisions, and that's what people don't understand. So he's going to be in charge of personnel also, and I just feel that sometimes a coach bites off a little too much. Mm -hmm. The arrogance and the cockiness kind of take over, and I just don't, I don't know. I, I just kind of feel this is an exploding cigar. Yeah, Maybe all, I'm completely wrong. We all need somebody to talk us out of a bad idea. You could argue that's been the problem with Belichick the last few years. He's, he's wearing too many hats. Bill Belichick needs somebody to tap himself on the on the shoulder and say, no, don't draft that guy. Don't draft Nikhil Harry. We, you know, uh, Chip Kelly needs somebody <laughs> to say, no, don't trade for Sam Bradford. We, we all need somebody to talk ourselves out of a bad idea. And you, you, you talk about the arrogance of some of these guys. That, that's, you know, it's like what your greatest strength is can be your greatest flaw sometimes, right? Think back to that great scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High where Spicoli and the kid, they crash Jefferson's car and the car is totaled. And, Je and, and Spicoli's like, oh, no, my dad's a TV repairman. He's got these ultimate set of tools. I can fix it. Right? I can He's, fix and, it. And the kid goes, you can't fix this car, Spicoli. And Spicoli looks at it. The car could not be more junked. And he goes, I can fix it. I that's fix Sean it. Payton. Okay, and Russell Wilson right now is the car, and Sean Payton is saying, I can fix it. And everybody else is like, you can't fix this car, Payton. You can't fix this car. You're going to blame it on the on the Lincoln Surf Nazis because you can't fix this. No, I can fix it. Well, I don't know. Maybe the car is unfixable. Yeah, well, we'll see if the car is fixable or not. Did I, did I get your uh, – because it was finally official now on the whole Fangio thing. Yeah. Oh, in favor, for sure. Yeah. Definite it, thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's definitely a good move. Uh, what'd you think of uh, the two uh, judo stuff? I, I'm not sure I saw that. What's what's he? he oh, he's doing something he, different he, for workouts. Yeah, he's taking judo. I took judo for three years, I think it was. And um, and one of the things you do learn in judo is how to fall. And uh, it's helped me throughout my life, actually, when I've fallen, mm. uh, learning how to break a fall, balance and stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and so he's taking judo on Fridays now for trying to learn how to fall and break falls oh i like it was that was judo something you had to pay for or did your dad cover that? it was it was part of a. it was part of private school 
Oh, okay. Yeah, it was one of my, it was our PE class basically. You either chose PE or if you wanted to take judo, and uh, I took judo for for three years there. I get it. You know, one underrated part of athletics is balance. You know, and it, it doesn't even matter what your body type is. You think of some think of somebody like David Wells, right? Who looked like you know looked like he wasn't an athlete, but he had unbelievable CC Sabathia, unbelievable balance, right? It's a huge part. It's a huge part of the quarterback position, you know. So, so many, and we always talk about the tight ends. They're all they're all former basketball players. They're all former power forwards and everything. I, a lot of these skills that you acquire. This is why when kids grow up today, this is one thing that I'll, I'll be the old man complaining now. You're yelling at the clouds. I get so frustrated when a kid shows athletic ability and like, okay, you got to pick a sport. What are you going to be? You're going to be a football player, basketball player, hockey player. You should play everything. You should play soccer. Yeah. You should play frisbee. You should play games in your backyard that don't even have a name, right? Randy Moss said when he grew up, they they played razzle dazzle, which the whole goal was to score a touchdown on every play. You know, you just have fun. Well, let me, let me around. ask you. Let me to build off of your point. Mm -hmm. This is why I don't know how much you follow soccer, Love um, soccer, but okay. Well, have you noticed that we only develop one player at a world class level? Do you goalies. know which? You know what player that is? The goalies. Why? Every American sport is hand-eye coordination. Mm -hmm. So you're either playing baseball or basketball or volleyball or hockey or whatever the hell it is. And so soccer, well, okay, you got to work with your feet. That's the only time you do it. But in, in, as a goalie, everything's hand-eye coordination. And so if you're playing catcher, you're kind of playing goalie. If you're, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, if you're playing anything – it kind of gets to hand-eye coordination. I don't care if you're hitting a baseball. I don't care if you're catching a football, throwing it, whatever it is. I don't care if you're hitting a golf ball. I don't care what it is. There's, there's a hand-eye coordination thing to everything we do in American sports. And to me, that's the only reason why we can come up with goalies that can play at the international level. Now we're starting to come up with some of the players, you know, in other positions. But goalie has been something for now decades now from Friedel and all those other guys from the past, you know, that we've, we've been able to send internationally because all our sports are hand-eye coordination. Yeah, I've always people talk about what if Allen Iverson was a soccer player? What if LeBron James was a soccer player? What if Kobe Bryant was a soccer player? And I grew up when soccer took over, you know, has there been a soccer boom in America? Well, it's happened at the youth level. It's, yes. it's a huge youth sport. It's a huge high school sport. It's We still haven't... The women, of course, are, are world-class. The, the men are still lagging behind. We did have a nice World Cup. We advanced to the second stage. We mm -hmm. played some exciting games. We had trouble finishing. And, of course, there was some controversy of why our best players maybe weren't on the field, which is just a really bizarre story in, in today's current climate. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe this World Cup's coming to America soon. I would like to see us. We haven't developed. Look, Landon Dunham is a really good player, but we really haven't had that world class. Clint no. Dempsey was a good player. No. Uh, yeah, we're hoping Pulisic will maybe become that guy. But when are we going to have a world class striker that scares the pants off everybody? We we don't have it right. No, now. no, 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 not yet, not yet. It's uh, we're we're not close to that yet. But eventually, I think we're we're getting closer to that. But it's kind of weird. So for me, I think two is doing a good thing. And listen, oh, for sure. anything you can do to try to better yourself and protect yourself, especially as a quarterback, to me, ultimately, like I've said, and I've done it over and over again, all of his big injuries and concussions have come from 3.81 seconds to 5.1 seconds. Right. So to me, ultimately, you better learn how to get rid of the ball under the three-second mark and do all these other things. 
ultimately that's what's going to keep you upright and keep you having a, a long career. What he has to stop thinking is that he can be Mahomes or Russell Wilson or any of these kind of scramblers that can go out there and buy themselves time. That's not who he is. He doesn't possess that kind of athleticism. Neither did Drew Brees, neither did Dan Marino, neither did Phil Simms, neither did plenty of quarterbacks in the past. They only were able to move a step or two to buy themselves a millisecond to get rid of the ball. That's what he needs to learn how to do and keep it that way. For sure, that pocket awareness, right? Troy Aikman, Tom Brady. Marino was so good at it. Just find that quiet area in the pocket, shift a little bit. And of course, Marino had the fastest release of anybody. Joe Namath's release was right up there. You know, people forget because Brady didn't want to get hit at the end of his career. You watch his the first part of his career, the first like two-thirds of his career, his pocket awareness was unbelievable, where he had a sixth sense of, of where the the chaos was coming from. It's like, okay, if I just step over here, I have functional space, I can release, I can make the throw that I want to throw. And you talk about Tua holding the ball. It's like, you know, they say what, nothing good happens after 1 a.m. You know, just cashing your chips and go home. That's a if the play as designed. If you're not on schedule with the play, it's just like get rid of it. You know, it's again, you're not Michael Vick, you're not Steve Young, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, just um, that's where the bad stuff is happening. You said after that five second interval or whatever it is. Yes. So um, I can't wait. Can't wait though, man. The, the the Dolphins can still look around the league and be like, hey, we got Tyree Kill, we got Jalen Waddle. That's the best one too in the NFL. We saw what how badly Buffalo struggled because they never found a second pitch, right? We saw how good the Eagles were because they had three guys who could threaten every inch of the field in Brown, in Smith, in Dallas Goddard. You know, you need you can't just have one guy. You know, and, and Buffalo that's really was the, the fatal flaw of Buffalo. We saw how much Cincinnati struggled in the games that Chase didn't play. You need more than one guy, and you know Miami's got that. And most teams, you know, they're like if they have one person. No, I'm with you there. Oh, by the way, going back to Kansas City, one of the things that I think is also amazing about them, and and it's going to lead to the next next question I've, I'm about to ask you, is that Andy Reid, you just mentioned, lost Tyree Kill, and yet not a great receiving core, and they're able to play design, and obviously Mahomes and company, and they go on to win the title. And then the other thing that they've done over the years under Andy Reid is they've lost all kinds of coaches, and yet they overcome that too. And now here's the latest, and Eric Bieniemy now, apparently it's working its way towards Washington. And I know Andy Reid's going to be fine because he always is fine. He always develops the next coaches and the next players and everything else. And the offense will evolve like it always does, no matter what quarterback it is. Even if you're, you're, uh, you're, you're Smith coming over from San Francisco, you're going to play the best year you've ever had of your career because you're playing under this guy. So here's the, the, the part B to all of this. Eric Bieniemy needs to leave. It, uh, the worst thing that's happened to him is that he is stuck there and that Andy Reid is getting still all the credit, yet he's still getting a lot of the praise from Andy and others, but nobody's given him that chance. And it's almost like he's got to get away from, from Pa and go, you know, grow on his own almost. And I feel like this is a really important time for Eric Bieniemy. If he's ever going to be a head coach, if he's ever going to get that respect he needs, he has to get away from the umbrella of Andy Reid so he can finally get the praise that some of the other coaches have gotten since they left Andy Reid. No, it totally makes sense. You just get overwhelmed by the shadow of Reid. At some point, you've learned all you can from from the mentor and you have to go do your own thing. And 
be really curious to see how they adjust without him next year. And look, look at Philadelphia, right? They just lost both their coordinators. They're both yeah. head coaches, Indianapolis and Arizona. So uh, that's what that's the the price you pay when you win, right? You can't keep all your guys, and you can't keep your your best coaches because you you can't promote them to head coaches. You already have a head coach, right? And so you're going to get your coaching staff is going to get rated. Whether or not that is successful, we'll see. I mean, some some of the best coaches of all time. The Bill Belichick coaching tree is famously very mediocre. Joe right. Judge didn't work out with the Giants. Obviously, Matt Patricia was a disaster. Matt Patricia got absolutely dunked on by Nick Foles and the Eagles, and then he went to Detroit and you know got dunked on for another three years because I think he learned every bad thing about Belichick and didn't learn all the good things. He learned how to be antagonistic with the media, but didn't learn like all the stuff that Belichick did that was good. Of course, Belichick welcomes all those guys back, right? I mean, judging. Bell I, I, and uh, Patricia were part of the offense this year. I horrible job they did with Mac Jones. They took uh, all the stuff that Mac Jones likes to do, and they basically threw it in the trash can. I'm not sure that Mac Jones is ever going to be a great player anyway, but I feel like they set him up to fail. So I'm very curious to see what the enemy does. Very well respected. It's hard for us to know. We're not in the room. Right. We don't. Some of these position coaches, it's hard to know. When, when, if anybody says to me, when Brian Dable went to the Giants, we all had opinions of what he would be. But nobody knew for sure. You don't know how much of Josh Allen's success was Dable. It could be a different position coach. How much of it was Stephon Diggs. It, it, this success and failure both have so many parents. And it's really difficult to figure out where the credit belongs. And this is the greatest and the worst thing about NFL debates and arguments. It's like, okay, Montana was the greatest quarterback ever. No, 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 no. He played with Bill Walsh. He played with Jerry Rice. He played with Roger Craig. You know, Steve Young was just as good as he was. You can give credit. Any, any way you want, nobody can tell you you're wrong. I, I think Jerry Rice is the best football player I've ever seen, but he played with Montana and Young. He played with Walsh. You know I, That's a huge advantage. You can never separate that stuff. Randy Moss on the Raiders was a kind of a, just a guy. Randy Moss on the Patriots scored 23 touchdowns. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you there, too. And uh, we'll see how this whole thing develops, but for him, I think it'll be the best move if he's able to do it because it will at least be able to give him that opportunity to finally grow and separate himself. And by the way, I think the Dable, um, uh, what's it called, Dorsey thing uh, kind of separated itself because Allen and company kind of took a step back under Dorsey's. Meanwhile, Dable left. They took a step back, and the Giants and, and Jones, mm -hmm. he got the most out of Jones that you can possibly get and the most out of that team. I thought that Brian, might have been more impressive. It might have been more impressive awesome. making Daniel Jones a good quarterback than it was making Josh Allen a great quarterback. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it, it was impressive. I'm with you there. All right, what do you got going on in Yahoo so folks can check you out? Yeah, a lot of fantasy baseball coverage. The game is open. We have I did my catcher preview. Fred Zinke is his first base preview today, and we did a mock first round. So get ready for that. And don't worry, football's going to open. Not not too far down the road, we'll be doing a lot of draft coverage. We'll be doing mock drafts. We'll be covering free agency. The NFL is a 12 month calendar. As you know, so if, whether you're into baseball, football, we'll be doing a lot of March Madness coverage. Tournament's just a couple weeks away. Come get some Yahoo Sports. Hey, by the way, where's Jazz Chisholm going in drafts? Love him. The only thing that makes me a little bit concerned, two things. One, if he bats third, how much does he run? And two, does the position change? Hopefully it doesn't mess with his head. But he right. is one of my favorite players. Power, speed, category, juice. There aren't that many guys who can hit home runs and steal bases. And he's also in his 20s. He's, he's a guy who hasn't had his best season yet. Uh, I, second base is a very weak fantasy position. He'll qualify at second even if he doesn't play there. So he, he to me, he's like a fourth or fifth round pick. I'm going to proactively go after Jazz. And swag to just sure. swag for guy. miles. He's a really fun player for yeah. sure. Swag he's for miles. He's the reason you buy a ticket to go see him do his yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Sandy and, and Jazz are, are worth yep. the price of the winner. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, follow him on Twitter at Scott underscore Pianowski and catch his exceptional work there at Yahoo Fantasy. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, hang him high, my friend. You got it. As always, there you go. Hang him high. I love it. Little diver down. Don't forget Mondays at Sports Grill, $7 single smash burger. Tuesdays at $2 tacos, chicken, beef, or fish. Wednesdays, the kids eat for free with the purchase of an adult entree. Take advantage. And you know they're known for their sauces. And now you can actually take them home with you. The buffalo sauce, the Miami Heat, the blackberry, the barbecue, the dolly. And you got the Doral location now open, so you got eight great locations. And milkshakes every Monday with rock and roll music playing at the Kendall location. Sportsgrill.com. Check out the nearest location to you. We'll take a quick break. Cameron Wolf comes right back. We unleash the Wolf Pack, baby. Talk a little Dolphins and NFL next. This is the SportsGrill.com Dolphins and NFL Draft Report with Yahoo Sports' Scott Pianowski. Cheer on your favorite South Florida sports team at SportsGrill.com. With eight great locations, go to SportsGrill.com and find a slice of sports heaven. There's no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123. That's 888-776-5123. Or visit them at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. Oh, I think I know what this is. Houston, we have a package. Hello? No matter where you are, the Sloman Shield Home Security System guards your home. With next-gen perimeter protection, 24-7 monitoring, and interior motion sensing. And right now, get a free Sloman Shield Security System and doorbell camera, all professionally installed. For free. Shield your world, the Sloman Shield. For over 16 years, EJDConstruction.com has provided South Florida residents quality craftsmanship, accurate project management, and exceptional service. That's why EJDConstruction.com is an A-rated member of Angie's List and the Better Business Bureau. When you're looking for the right custom home builder for additions or home remodeling, please call my friend Eric at 305-433-4843. That's 305-433-4843 for ejdconstruction.com Welcome to Red Light Therapy a revolutionary technology perfected by NASA to aid in muscle strengthening and recovery Red and infrared light has the capacity to penetrate deep into the cell's mitochondria potentially leading to increased energy faster recovery and the optimal performance your body demands Train Fight Recover
viewpoints, statements, or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, media group, Inc. ownership, management, sponsors, or website. We unleash the Wolf Pack as we get the latest in the NFL and the Miami Dolphins with our KSDT CPA Pro Football Report with NFL Network Insider Cameron Wolf. KSDT is one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDT CPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit them at KSDTCPA.com or call 305-670-3370. Here's NFL Insider Cameron Wolf. Oh, what's up, man? What's happening, baby? How you feeling? You feeling good? I'm I'm good, man. I'm good. Except that I'm in a Times Square in a Disney store right now. So uh, my daughter probably going to cost me a lot of money by the time I get off the show. Yeah, but yeah. Other than that, it's, it's good. But that's all but, but it's all good. It's for her, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. What are you going to do? Exactly. Say no? No, you're not going to do right. that. So no, you know, that's no. the way that's the way it goes. These are the sacrifices. This is why we work. You know? Yes. We we work Absolutely. to provide, Absolutely. baby. You know? Yep. It's all it's yep. all good. That's exactly right. By, exactly right. by the way, why do I think the Sean Payton thing is going to be a disaster in Denver? Once I heard that uh, Rex Ryan is in the mix, and I just, uh, I got to tell you, bro, I, 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 I don't sense this having a happy ending for, for Bronco fans. Yeah, it seems like it goes one or two ways, right? It goes like it's a disaster, and by midway through the year, everybody wants to get rid of Sean and Russ, and the whole conversation is how that they do this. Or for some reason, some odd reason, the the mix max mix max pieces. It does feel like it's a mix uh, mix and match, you know. With Sean Payton, doesn't really seem like the same personality as Russ. Rex doesn't seem like the same personality as either of them. And you're gonna try to make it all work. Sometimes weird things work, and so I'm not sure which way it'll go, but uh, it's gonna get plenty of headlines. I'm sure Denver's gonna be a spot that's gonna be talked about a lot on the talk shows, uh, good or bad, all season. Yeah, no, I I, kind of get that feeling, man, overall. Uh, Fangio, brother, I don't know about you, but up until about, you know, two days ago, I I still had, like, Dolphin fans freaking (laughs) out. Like, he hasn't signed, he hasn't signed. It's like, yo, bro, chill out. It's already done. The old man's coming. Relax already. Oh, yeah, trust me. I got mentions as well. Is Fangio done? Is Fangio done? Um, And so when they saw that, couple days ago it kind of put the 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 relief on all Dolphins fans that yes it's official and Dolphins fans even after the Eagles lost their DC asking me oh well is he gonna renege again and go to Philly and so now it's done Vangio's a Dolphin and uh everybody can move on with their world um so and by the way he he, he never reneged in the first place right no he just told them to be patient just be patient we're, we're bad at patience. I, I, I'm going to talk about my daughter because I'm taking her on the trip this week. But I had a conversation with my daughter this morning about patience because we were waiting um, in line for to go on the elevator. And she's like frantically hitting the elevator and waiting for it to come. And it's, it, we're in New York. It takes a long time for the elevator. And I'm like, patience, babe. Patience. It's a virtue. Learn it, please. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like I have to have the same conversation with Dolphins fans, you know. I know you've been hurt before, and so it's tough. You're, you're always waiting to get hurt again, but sometimes patience is all you need. 
And uh, in this case, that's all. That's all it was. A little patience. You know anything about uh, the assistant coaches that he may be uh, wanting to uh, add to his staff? I know we we got the the Donatel uh, young man being interviewed. Anything else? Yeah, Donatel would make sense as a secondary coach there. They're going to keep uh, Sam Madison, but I think right now he's probably looking like he'll be the cornerbacks coach. Last year he was more of the secondary coach, and Gregory was the safeties coach. So maybe he goes to just a position. Uh, and overall, you have a new guy running the secondary room. And then he's going to need a new outside linebackers coach after they got rid of uh, uh, Ty McKenzie. And so you can kind of look down at his roots. The problem this time of year is that everybody's looking for assistance. So he's competing with four or five different teams right now. And you're trying to figure out how can you get guys out of their contract because you're talking about position jobs, position coach jobs right now. And so you, it's hard to get a linebacker coach to come be a linebacker coach elsewhere because he's in the contract and you're not going to let him out. And so you're a little bit limited in options. So, he, you know, even an assistant linebacker coach, you got to let him out of his contract to be a linebacker coach. You can't, you know, teams can be strict and say, hey, no, we'll decline it. So I don't really have any names yet as far as that position. Um, I'm also intrigued to see does he keep the rest of the staff? Does he want to make any more changes? Um, and then kind of from there we go to personnel. I know you know, a lot of Dolphins fans weren't happy, but from what I understand, the special teams coach Danny Crossman will be back, and uh, and so everything. Are you shocked? Pretty much. Are you shocked with Crossman? Because I'm not shocked because he's a he's a survivor. He survived what three different coaching regimes, and so I don't know the the full reason, but whatever it is, uh, he's a survivor. So maybe it's his relationship with Chris Greer, or maybe he does something behind the scenes that we don't see. Um, but obviously, his special teams numbers haven't been great, and uh, he's doing something to survive. So I'm surprised. I'm surprised based on his his performance as a coach, but uh, not necessarily because I've seen him survive throughout the last three or four years. What was the Destiny's Child that has this song? Survivor is that the one? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 That is that is correct. Okay. That is correct. That is a music that I do know. Our whole half of our last segment. But, was, by the uh, way, but but you did. Did you end up okay? You 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 do know De La Soul now, right? You kind of felt yes. silly, right? Yes, I, I I've heard some of his songs. Now I will say I them not a De them La them. Expert. By the way, them, not him. Them. Yes, yes, them. I'm not a De La Soul expert by any means. Like, but you knew I, it. I, 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 but you knew but it. I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard it before. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I've now, heard it several times. Uh, I think it was on like a. I think I heard one of the songs on a video game I used to play um, back in the day too. I'm not sure. But I remember hearing the melody, and I'm like, "Yeah, I've played, I've heard this song countless times." God, me myself, me myself, and I is like, it's like an all timer, bro. It's like a a banger, like they say. That's why I I, I texted you right when I heard that song, and then one other I heard that I texted you about, and I was like, "Yeah, I've heard these songs before." Did you Did you get to listen to Us Three or Diggable Planet or Arrested Development? I didn't. I didn't go to uh, Arrested Development, but I heard Us Three, and I heard Diggable Planet. So I, I kind of did my. Uh, and I Us did Three, that you you had never heard Cantaloupe. No, no, I had not. Wow. that was my first time hearing that. But sure. but it was good. But it was good, yeah, right? It was. It was good. It was, it was yeah. good, man. It was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, it that's was good, for sure. That so. era is so good, man. There's so many good. It is rap bands at uh, rap acts at that time. It, there were so many, and I'm reminded of it because you know I was. You know, I, I grew up listening, or I actually not growing up. I went back and listened to a lot of Public Enemy and NWA and a lot of the hardcore rap. And so 
going back and listening to De La Soul, kind of reminder of just how, how the variety of, of rap back then. Because obviously De La Soul has a little bit more of a positive yeah. vibe. You yeah. know, it, you know they are, they are, they're, I don't know if I would say like hippie, but they had kind of like a, you know. A it, yeah, it's like a, it's vibe, like a psychedelic you know? rap, right? It's like, yes, right? exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then you, you transpose that with like, NWA talking about up the police and right. you know public talk about life it's, it's, talk about life exactly exactly <laughs> what it's like in the hood and and so it's a drastic difference I'm not saying you know maybe these guys came up in rough areas but it was a different vibe um, of rap when rap was singularly one thing and so it was a good reminder of me of the diversity of rap even even in the beginning did you get to listen to De La Soul the buddy buddy song did you hear that one I, I want, no I didn't I, I want you to hear buddy. Uh, it's okay. it, it's a great song, dude. And listen to the lyrics really well, and it, yeah. it's just it, it's just so good the way it flows, and the way it talks about human beings like your buddy, different kinds of buddies. And you'll you'll see what I'm talking about when you hear okay. this song. It's really okay, really re- really really good, uh, you know. Overall, all right. So, uh, free agency. I, I think the the one position that they're going to try to fill badly is that middle linebacker spot. What do you think happens there? Because Fangio's going to need a badass middle linebacker. They really don't have one, man. I like their werewolves on the outside, okay? I like yeah. Phillips, and I like I like a Chubb in the club, but, yep. uh, but I, I need that werewolf in the middle. Yeah, I mean, you, you really just start looking at what the past history is of Vic Fangio, and, and a lot of times we have a new coach. They need somebody to implement their defense. And a lot of times that starts in the middle, which is that safety position, that linebacker position, or the defensive tackle position. And usually it's linebacker or safety because those guys can communicate the whole defense. And so I would look at some of his former players. I haven't got a deep dive into free agency yet. That'll be something I do in the next week or two um, after I get back. But you start to look at some of his former players who are um, free agents. I think A.J. Klein is one who I think is coming up. Um, who's a linebacker that makes a lot of sense for me. Um, I do think they'll add multiple linebackers because that's a room that, that needs depth, you know. And so don't be surprised if they still bring back a guy like Landon Roberts. Well, I know he's had some mixed reviews for fans, but maybe he has competition and maybe he has maybe a, a, a specific role rather than being their 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 main their main guy there. And then he can be he can be through. he can be his role of two down linebacker right. in running situations, bro. Although I, I do think in Spurs this year he showed that he can he can do he can do things. You just don't want him to play some of your best tight ends. Like you, you can get exposed in that. So you I, I don't want him. To, I don't want him covering right. at all, bro. I'm sorry. Right. So so what what I think what I think is interesting is I'm curious what Vic Fangio's view of Jerome Baker is going to be because <laughs> he, he don't his, fit. He don't con- fit. He don't fit. So 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 <laughs> Vic, so Jerome Baker's contract is guaranteed for this year. So he'll be here in 2023 in some capacity, but don't assume that he automatically has a three down, every no. down role. And so, you know, he's got to earn his way onto the roster. Shannon Tyndale is a the guy they drafted, but they drafted him in mind of a Patriot style scheme. How does he fit? And so, you, you know, Vic Vangio, he did an interview with the Dolphins team site that I was listening to um, this morning. And he was like, hey, I'm gonna give everybody a fresh slate. Right? I saw that. But in the same token, you pay Vic Vangio four, four and a half million dollars. He's going to have a lot of control over who plays, who doesn't, who's on his roster, who's not. And so if he doesn't like some of these guys who are already paid and 
and core members of this team are supposed to be, they're just going to move from it. So I think they come into this linebacker position and they might be. By, by, by the way, they've done that they with might, they've done that with Gesicki the last two the last two coaches. The yeah, last two coaches, he, he didn't fit what they wanted to do, and right. they refused yep, to play him. Exactly. They played. They paid Mike Gesicki with over eleven million dollars last year, yeah. and you know, I think he probably had the same close to the same amount of catches as Jerome's wife did. It felt like, or at least the playing time. And so, yeah, clearly, when you bring in a new coach like they did with Mike McDaniel last year, like you're going with Big Bangio, you give them the freedom to say it doesn't matter what guys are paid, it doesn't matter where guys are drafted you can do what you can with your scheme. And so assuming that a guy like uh, Jerome Baker or a Raekwon Davis or a um, Channing Tindale, guys who were either drafted higher or got paid are automatically going to be core pieces of defense, I think is a mistake. So I think, you know, Javon Holland's going to be a core piece of defense. He's going to be their girls, right? Xavier Howard, at least for the next year, is going to be a core piece of this defense. Christian yeah. Wilkins is going to be a core piece of defense. Zach Sealer as well, Jalen Phillips as well. I think beyond that, you know, there's no guarantee for anyone else. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I, I agree on that. And I, I think when, when you look at Baker, I would not be surprised if something you notice this, this offseason is Baker builds up his body. And he yep. may have to, uh, you know, pick up a couple of extra pounds of muscles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because they may want him to do something a little bit different than he normally does. And he may have yep. to fight through some traffic more often. He may have to be a better run stopper or try to be, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't think he will have the luxury of being the outside blitz cover guy like he's kind of been, you know, throughout. And, and I thought they actually, I thought Flo actually maximized him two years ago. You know, I thought yeah. I thought Flo. He did, and that's what got him paid. Yeah, I thought Flo really knew how to use him the right way, uh, but obviously the scheme changed, and then now it's really changed even more. And so I, I'm wondering if they're going to have. Remember what they did to uh, the safety three years ago, and uh, uh, the, the, well, the, he was a corner, and then they moved him to safety, uh, Bobby uh, McCain. Bobby McCain. Yep. And, and then he yep. and still because of that he ended up injured with a shoulder by the end of the year because he was just yep. worn out doing things that he was really wasn't built to do. So I'm wondering yes. if there's going to be a little bit of that with Jerome Baker this year. Yes. I'll let me give you two points of this and then I gotta run because okay, go a little rough this year. But uh I, two things. I think it's a very interesting point because if you if you think about it, at the end of the season they have like what they call end-of-the-year reviews with players. Right. It's usually the day after the season. And they tell them, this is what you sucked at, this is what you're good at, this is what you see, what we see for you next year. And a lot of times, this is where offensive linemen get the conversation of, hey, man, we're going to move you to guard. So put on 20 pounds, do what you need to do, we're moving you to guard. Or we're moving you to tackle, we need you to lose weight. Um, safeties as well. I think um, the interesting element, that's one thing. And so they could have had that conversation with Baker. A lot of times we don't know that until the summer. Um, the second part of that is I wonder how much of those conversations have been had with the defensive guys with the uncertainty of the staff. Big Vangio hasn't been officially hired until last week. And so guys have been on vacation. Guys have been gone. Technically, I don't know how much rules are always followed, but technically there's no contact with players until the, the April again. And so how much does the late hire of Vangio and then his assistants that he brings in impact the vision they have for players? And like Vangio said, he likes to give them a fresh slate and see them in person. And so maybe he can't make a decision 
on where he sees a guy and so he sees him in camp in the offseason program and so all of that makes it intriguing because obviously this is a team that's built to win now and so you don't want to have a transition year but it makes me think that that for some guys or for some parts of Vangio's scheme there may be a little bit of a transition where maybe he has guys here for a year and then he gets more of his guy in that position you know we mentioned Jerome Baker, Raekwon Davis, you know, guys like that, if they don't end up performing, maybe they're a one-year stop here, and then he gets in his guy for that spot in 2024. You know, those are things I think are part of the offseason that we can keep an eye on. There you go. Follow him on Twitter at Cameron Wolf. Catch his work there at the NFL Network and catch him twice a week here doing his thing with the KSDT-CPA, Miami Dolphins and NFL Report. Get back to the family. Enjoy. Uh, you're in Disney, right? You're in Disney World, right? Uh, no, I'm, so I'm in New York in Times Square. But oh, Times Square. Oh, okay, yeah. in the Disney yeah. store. Yeah. Okay, I need yeah. a couple of extra tracks for my monorail. So if they have them there, <laughs> get me a couple of boxes for those, okay? I needed to extend it you. around the tree a little bit more, okay? I got you. All right. I got you. You be good, brother. Be All safe right. out there. Enjoy right, the family. We'll do. You got it. Cameron Wolf, baby. Ah, yes, the Wolf Pack has been unleashed. This has been the KSDT CPA Pro Football Report with NFL insider Cameron Wolf. KSDT is recognized by Forbes as one of the top tax accounting firms for 2022. KSDT CPA is a full-service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit them at KSDTCPA.com or call 305-670-3370. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. By the way, Bitcoin's already back over 24,000 to 24,343 right now. It was like a 24.5. By the way, Matic, if you're a Matic guy like I am, it is up one and a half percent. It's up to a dollar forty-seven, dude. A dollar forty-seven. That is crazy. Matic was at seventy-five cents on December thirtieth, and it's now a dollar forty-seven. So you basically doubled your money if you bought the dip already. And those of oh, by the way, do you think my boy is happy today? Huh? Polka dot. Polkadot is up 8.67%. It got over $7 to $7.23, which is an all-time high right now for this year. Polkadot, by the way, is, was as low as $4.48 on December 26th. Wait a minute, let me see here. $4.31 on December 28th. And it's at $7.21 now. I wonder if that guy, I wonder where he got his Polkadot. Is he complaining to me now? Because now that it's starting to turn up now, eight, 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 almost 9% today, it was just under $7, and it shot over $7 to $7.21. So that is awesome. Link is making a little move. It's only up half a percent, but it's up to $7.45. I tweeted out like four or five days ago. Uh, I said, Link is still cheap, man, under $7. Because it was like at $6.50, $6.55, and I'm like, Link is going to go bonkers i think link will be worth 40 50 60 70 dollars down in a few years i really do i think it's going to explode and now it's up to 745 so it's already gone up quite a bit since then those are some of the coins that i'm watching uh, uh travel up v chain by the way is up nearly six and a half percent 
So it's up to two two pennies and three quarters, almost a quarter away from crossing the three penny mark. And so for those of you that bought it in the one penny and a half mark and two early, the early part of the twos, you are uh, now enjoying uh, some some real profits uh, right now overall. So it's crazy stuff to watch, man. So that is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, what else do we have uh, out there? Been checking out a few Bill's pods. Uh, okay, I don't know why. Uh, Mr. Bonafide says, me, myself, and I in NBA Street Volume 2 introduced me to De La Soul. Ah, okay. They're so good. De La Soul is... They might be underrated, actually. Okay? That's what it is. They might be underrated. That's nuts. All right, what else do we have going on? Panthers won yesterday against the Capitals, 6-3. We got the NBA All-Star Weekend, Team Giannis against Team LeBron on Sunday at 7.30. You saw Alvin Kamara was indicted by a grand jury for that beating. I think he's got some issues. He's got some problems. Travis Kelsey to host Saturday Night Live on March 4th. They're going to release that Mike. Oh, by the way, the, did you see the Michael Irvin story? Now the hotel is going to release it because the courts required them to release it. Why weren't they willing to release it from the get-go? Does it put their employee in a bad light or something? Do they not want to put Michael Irvin in a bad light? What, 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 what's the reasoning behind I don't get it. Wouldn't you want that resolved? I mean, I guess the only way you wouldn't do it is if you think it would put your case in bad light. Yeah, I mean, you're, I, I would think because if you know it's going to help your case, why not just release it? Right. Because Michael is suing your company now, yeah. so and and I, I you know it, yeah it, it just that's the first thing I thought of like it must be hurting your case or your company yeah. and that's why you don't want to release it, but then that girl is also going to get fired. Yeah, no, no. I mean, again, there's so many. If that like, if that's the case, yeah. Again, but, when but you read this some video of the stuff has to be what released. happened. Yeah, the yeah. video has to come out. But when you read, at least you know I don't know who's where they got the timeline of how everything went down. It was, it's a pretty bizarre story all around. Super bizarre. All around. Super bizarre, but it's costing somebody their career. Yes. And so you 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 got to clear it up to make sure if he's guilty, then then he pays the price. But if he's not guilty, you can't, you can't be penalizing an innocent man and putting him yeah. through an embarrassment. And let me tell you, the way he's attacked it. No, he's he's going right after him, just like I, he did with like the other. Like he did that other time that he was also. You brought it up before. I yeah, mean, that he was, he was you know, mis, uh, misrepresented and, uh, in the media and was, uh, was blamed for something that he didn't do. And then he went after the media after and said, hey, show the same kind of energy that you did when you were indicting me, right? And, and you know, the, and so he's going after this like he's not messing around. So he must feel pretty good about what he... I mean, Michael Irvin's done a lot of stupid crap in his life. So he should, by now... You know what I'm saying? He's had enough experiences with the bad stuff that if he didn't do it... Look, I've always said, if you think you're innocent, you're going to stand on every mountain yeah. and scream it and demand it that it, be, that it be, you know, cleared up. Now, when you're not, you know, you'll hide, you'll make excuses, you, you, you won't, uh, you know, you'll, you'll take the fifth. You'll you're not going to somebody, sue somebody for $100 million knowing everything's coming out. Right. Because yeah. at that point, you know... Every little thing's coming out. That's not the first step you take. Amen. 
Amen. So I'm glad that that story will be cleared up one way or another. Uh, the other thing that I saw was, uh, you know, the Messi to Inter Miami thing does not die. It's still going on. And I just, you know, I know that uh, Michelle's been all over this for a while now, uh, Michelle Kaufman. But I, I saw another story. And while I've always thought that this story was, you know, it's silly. And then after the World Cup, I thought it was even more silly because I thought somebody in Europe is going to step up and give him the contract that he wants, right? But then, you know, I, you, you keep reading these articles now, and it still is kind of looking like, okay, it says there's been a lot of speculation about Messi joining the MLS, in particular Inter-Miami. And now looks this could become a reality. L'Equipe is reporting that Messi's unsure about extending his contract with PSG, which expires this summer. The Mirror said PSG are preparing for the exits of both Messi and Neymar following a breakdown in the dressing room relations. Neymar is 31 and likely to stay in Europe, but Messi, who's now 35, although he's still one of the world's best players, is not getting any younger, so a move to the MLS would make sense. Argentina's longtime rival Cristiano Ronaldo joined Al Nassar in Saudi Arabia. Could be time for Messi to follow suit, leaving Europe. Miami's head coach Phil Neville has now ruled out signing Messi. Quoted in the Sun, we want to bring the best players in the world to this club, and he's probably the best player for us. The landscape has not changed at all with any deal for any designated player of, of that level. It's complicated. It takes time. Messi would depart Europe at the top of his game, which would be way arguably the greatest player of all time should. He has just won the World Cup with Argentina, which was the only major trophy that eluded him. His form from PSG this season is still very impressive. 10 goals, 10 assists, and 18 appearances, and has four goals and four assists in six Champion League games. Given this form, however, there may be part of him that thinks he should continue to play at the highest level. So a return to Barcelona has been talked about in the past, but he has never played in the Premier League, although Manchester City, who has been linked with him in the past, would find it hard to fit him into that side that already has Erling Haaland and Jack Grealish and Phil Foden. So there we go. And so this whole Inter-Miami thing, although Manchester City has more money than, than God, okay? I mean, they are like the richest club out there, which is crazy. So this messy thing is really still alive, and I never really imagined that it would be. I, I would imagine that, or maybe this is all the posturing that he's waiting for Barcelona or somebody to step up with, you know, an incredible contract. And maybe that's what this is all about. But the fact that it could possibly happen is kind of crazy, dude. I got to say, it's pretty impressive if it does happen. It, and it's not a Moss thing. I never doubted the Mosses. Those guys are maniacs. They're going to they're gonna win. I don't care what anybody tells me. I know all the screw-ups and everything that happened and all that. They're going to overcome all of that. They'll, those guys will learn from all these mistakes, and they're going to build a monster. I know they will. But it's just a matter of, was he going to come here? Because he still can play at a high level, and they can still pay him a boatload of money over there. They can't pay him here. And so I thought he would definitely have a contract already. So maybe this is all posturing, and he finally gets that contract from one of the European clubs, and he stays. But the craziness is that this is still alive here. That's it's pretty wacky. Uh, Miami Sports Fanatic says, Big O... 
Seems like Edmonds is actually going to be allowed to hit free agency. This is what he said in an event in the agency, uh, at, at his agency. I'm going to let the process take shape. Edmonds told Fox Sports last week in Phoenix. Uh, you know what I mean. Like, you know that's been good to me. So I'm definitely saying thank you to the Bills for everything that they've done for me for the last five years. But like I said, man, I'm just right now, I'm in the back seat. So we, I don't know, we'll find out. We'll see. We'll see if he does become a free agent. We'll see if Miami goes after him. And then we'll we'll talk about it. You know what I mean? But I hope so. They need a badass linebacker. Green Lion says Moss is willing to spend, Moss will spend all the money in the world. That he's not going to go cheap on anything, okay? He'll be fine. He'll be fine. They just now this is the last year of their financial issues. And then they open that up too. So that'll that'll give uh, the GM uh, an opportunity to grow, but there's no doubt that the Moss brothers will spend. All you have to do is look at that stadium that they built in Fort Lauderdale for fun. For fun while they're waiting for the real stadium. It's crazy. Yes, sir. I wanted to ask you something about, um, did you hear what John Skipper said about the NFL and the Super Bowl? No. About they'd make more money off it if they took oh, the pay Super Bowl pay-per-view? Yeah, that's that. No, they won't. No, I definitely know they won't, but. No, they won't. I mean, He's ridiculous. That was a stupid comment on his part. Now, uh, Apple paid $50 million just for halftime. Exactly. You're good. Just for halftime. You make enough money off it already. I mean, even at halftime, nobody's gonna pay to watch that. The reason they get they're so many paying through the nose for they're not talking about this. They're paying through the nose for the pregame commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pregame, yes. Not the seven million during the show <laughs> during the game. Pregame, they're selling everything, dude. No, it won't be pay per view. No, you want the most eyes exactly because you limit advertising if you go pay per view. Mm-hmm. Because you only have a certain you amount lose of money eyes. if you go pay per view. You almost. lose money. Yep. Yes. So I don't know who wrote that, but I saw something like that somewhere, and it, I was like, "Yeah, that that doesn't make any sense." Yeah, I know you have to keep the Super Bowl free, so you could get more and more people around the world watching, and that's what you're doing. Because remember, the sh- the, sh- the the sport is growing internationally. So you're gaining more countries, you're gaining more fans, and as you keep taking uh, uh, games to London and to Germany and to Mexico City, you're expanding your fan base too. And then you're, and by the way, the NFL is getting money from all those European rights and Central and South American rights that are sold and all of that. So yeah, no, no, that doesn't make any sense. That again, it's the off season. Let's write a bunch of BS like, Oh, we should look into Lamar Jackson. No, they shouldn't. That's stupid. But whatever. You got to fill space. So, yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, where's the money going to come from to pay for Messi in Miami? Moss, bro. You know they're billionaires, right? They'll pay us. It's a... It, it, you, you have three... Um, DPs, you can. They don't go against the cap. Oh, and Moss doesn't lack any money, bro. That's, you know, don't worry about that. You don't. You don't have to worry about the Moss brothers and cheap. That that doesn't fly with those guys. They want to win, and they're fanatical about it. Okay. They're not worried about that luxury tax. No. 
they're not worth. Yeah, they're not going to be crying luxury tax. Yeah, that's not what they're going to do. They just built a hundred and eighty million dollar stadium for fun, bro, in Fort Lauderdale to house their team for a couple of years while they go really build the real stadium. You know, people don't do that. They just don't build. By the way, it's the same amount of money that it costs for the the AAA to build. If I remember correctly, the AAA was $186 million. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, uh, they got plenty of money. Though. The Moss Brothers will do it. Don't worry. I, I just think people get kind of jaded because of the mistakes the first couple of years and all that kind of stuff and, you know, had to make changes and all that. That's, those, are, those are mistakes that everybody makes when they take over a new business. And something that's new to them, they're going to make mistakes. That's normal. That's part of life. But eventually, the Moss brothers are going to build a monster. And the baseball team is going to have a lot of pain. Because this town will eventually get behind the, the soccer team. Because the soccer team will be good. They'll be one of the better teams in the MLS. It's just not going to happen right away. But it will happen. It will happen. I promise you that. Uh, Big O Radio Show, you got it. Big O Radio uh, Show, March can't get here fast enough, and I hope the Finns go after him because he's one of the bad mofos Fangio needs. Also, taking him from Buffalo is much sweeter. You're right. I, I would agree with you 100%. Have you looked into Jasmine Coin? Oh, no, I don't. I don't know anything about it. Um, let's see. Derek Carr visiting Jets. That makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, do you think it was a good idea that the MLS switched their games over to Apple? I think they had no choice, Ray. I don't think they were doing very good with the other deals. Uh, and with Apple, it brought them uh, solid revenue for the, 32, for the 30 clubs. So I, I think it's not a bad move for them. I don't know if five years from now or 10 years from now if the league grows if that'll be beneficial for them but at the moment it is at the moment it is it's what they needed to do i don't have a problem with it i i they're a building they're they're a young league man they've got to try to lock up as much revenue as they can for themselves it's not it's not an easy thing uh, let's see what else. Uh, hey, yes, sir. Uh, Ian Rappaport saying a very interesting one. Derek Carr is high on the Jets list. Makes think, sense. Does he fit in there? See, I know what Aaron, you're saying about Aaron, the New York. Aaron doesn't fit there. What you're saying about the New York media and all that, is, is that a – because I don't know that, a lot about a, Derek Carr. I mean, but he's a good dude. He's not like – he's not going to say stupid shit like Aaron is. Aaron's going to say crap that, you know, yeah. and – and so he's gonna he's gonna stir stuff up. Their car is like a really like a, a first class human being. Okay. Okay. So and, and so I think I think the New York media, yeah, they might go after him, but it's just for his play. It won't be because he said something politically crazy, or he said something off the cuff, or he ripped his teammates, or you know whatever. You know what I mean? Like Aaron can say whatever the hell he wants, mm -hmm. and then it's gonna stir crap up. And then I don't, I, I'm with Tiki Barber on this. And I've said it before Tiki said it. Aaron doesn't fit in New York. Mm. He'll, he'll lose his mind in New York. Where I think Derek Carr, as long as he performs, you know what I mean? I think he'll be all right there. I think he'll be, you know, I think it's better for him to go to New Orleans or Carolina, to be quite honest. 
New York is a really tough market, but he's a better fit there than Aaron Rodgers. That's very interesting you said high on the list just because I guess every quarterback out right now is high on the Jets. They only have a couple guys. They can only go after Garoppolo or Carr or Rodgers. That's it. And really, Rodgers is not the guy you want. He probably is better off to go to the Raiders. You know, hide there in Vegas and hang out with with your buddy. You're a West Coast guy, all that stuff. And that's it. And then, you know, Carr, I guess New York is is fine. That's fine. Personally, I'd rather get Carr than Garoppolo. Okay, I was going to ask you. Because he's more durable. Yeah, but, but for me, for a Dolphin fan, you want to have Jimmy G, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. Like, yes. I'd rather the Jets sign Jimmy G. Yes. Because Zach Wilson will be in by week three. Right. Maybe four. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. And if you sign Garoppolo, then you've got just, you know, two chick magnets playing quarterback. <laughs> one, 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 one MILF magnet and one chick magnet. <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> Oh, man. Do you think Fangio will give Byron Jones a clean slate? Uh, Byron Jones is not going to be on this roster, my man. So uh, I'm not sure what you're watching. Byron Jones is cut. He's done. He's history. They'll cut Byron Jones this year. They'll cut X next year. Unless X has this incredible season and talks him into extending him for another year or whatever, something like that, maybe they can extend it for a year that they can get out of it. But I doubt that very much. Uh, Byron Jones is gone. He will not be here. Big old Matthew Kachuk must be wondering, what the hell did I do to get myself here? He had so much high school level as well as playing uh, with a burr up his butt, which is very rare these days. I know. I know. I know. But it was a good win yesterday. I was entertained yesterday. All right. We thank Ira Winderman. We thank Manny Navarro, Scott Pianowski, and Cameron Wolf. We thank Sean Stanley, as always. Uh, Jeffrey Tarabolas, of course, the managing partner here at KSDTCPA, Alan Kinkle, uh, all the great people out here to make it nice and easy for us to do it every single month. Who knows, in the next couple months, we could be doing a show up in Broward or in Palm Beach. You you just never know. But uh, we are out of here. You guys have a great weekend. I'll see you crypto freaks tomorrow at 1 o'clock. We will do the uh, Crypto Bro Show tomorrow at 1 o'clock. A lot of things to talk about on that show. Anyway, see you all tomorrow. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back on Monday for the sports. Same time, same place, same bat channel. Thank you all.